Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Friday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross and Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, thank you for being with us as we roll toward the weekend. We're going to hit the ground running with you on this Friday afternoon. You do have baseball action going on right now. Alabama leading 2-1 to over Ole Miss in the top of the fourth inning. Tide had a couple of solo home runs in the bottom of the third. It's game one of a doubleheader for a series that was supposed to begin last night. We'll get to baseball plenty this afternoon with you. Well, let's jump in and talk some hoops as we get set for the start of the Sweet 16. Dane Bradshaw joins us right now on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Dane's a college basketball analyst with the SEC Network. Worked the SEC tournament this time or this year for the first time and was uh, really good doing so. Dane, what's up, my man? You got it, brother. How are you? Good to visit with you on a Friday. It still feels a little strange that we have gone yesterday and now are going today without basketball because of what we're used to uh, with the NCAA tournament format. Got to wait a little bit longer. Has this been a strange year for you to watch the tournament? Uh, you know, not too much. I've, I've enjoyed it, uh, the drama of it. If anything, uh, outside of, of the heartbreak for VCU, whose uh, tournament chances got ended, um, with a positive COVID test and the contact tracing and all that, uh, I think the tournament's been um, as normal as it possibly could have been. Now, the, the players and teams would certainly say differently. They've been in their bubble in Indiana. But um, from a fan standpoint and spectator, uh, you're not seeing you know the, the fans in the stands, but the, the drama and um, – you know, my, uh, and getting my attention and my passion for watching it has, has certainly been there just like every other year. And Dane, it may have just been matchups, but for the first three days of the tournament on Friday and on Saturday and on Sunday, we had a bunch of really close games, a bunch of really competitive games, and then it was nothing but blowouts on Monday night. Just kind of overall thought as we go into the Sweet 16. Do you expect these Sweet 16 round games tomorrow and Sunday to be pretty competitive, or do you think eh, we're going to kind of see the cream rise and really see some separation? No, I, I think they'll remain competitive. Um, and I, I like the uh, some of the Cinderella teams like Oral Roberts. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing they don't just rely on one star. They've got um, two uh, dynamic scores. Uh, that can fill it up against anybody. They've shown that. They've certainly got the attention of Arkansas now. Um, but, no, I, I look for this to be um, a very competitive Sweet 16. Uh, with that said, I would I would still look at the remaining one seeds, the Gonzagas, the Michigans, if I had to pick anybody, which isn't much, going out on much of a limb, uh, that those teams will, will have their separation. But, um, you know, sticking with the SEC side of stuff, but you saw how close LSU and how far they took Michigan down to the wire. Um, I was impressed with Michigan kind of beating LSU at their own game, but uh, yeah, that was that was an eight seed versus a one. So uh, the separation amongst these teams 
you could look at the records and it'll tell you one story, but when you look on the court and then watch them play, it'll tell you a whole nother. So um, I look, I look to me, the most exciting part from the Cinderella side is, is a no brainer that bottom right side of the bracket with the Loyola, Chicago to Syracuse, Houston, Oregon state. So um, should be a good one. Dane, you mentioned Arkansas Oral Roberts a second ago. This is a 15 seed meeting a three seed. There's no question that Arkansas should be favored in this game. I think they're an 11 point favorite, and it's also the second time that these two teams have met. That was a close game in Fayetteville for a while. Arkansas able to kind of pull away at the end. Do you expect? Well, not do you expect. What do you expect in this game between Oral Roberts, who is one of the really fun stories so far? and an Arkansas team that really in the last two months has just played exceptional basketball. Yeah, they really have. Um, and I, I forget the exact source. I apologize, but it, it may have been the athletic. Somebody wrote a good story about um, how the players referenced they practice after the LSU blowout loss they had earlier in the year. And I happened to have their following game. They just uh, got embarrassed by LSU on the road at Baton Rouge by about 35, and it, and, uh, it was a blowout before halftime. It was a Saturday game, and they had a Tuesday turnaround against uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa. So you've got to turn around and play the hottest team in the league uh, after taking one on the chin. And Eric Musselman was, was real open with the media and others. So he said, look, you know, I had two choices to make. Is this a burn-the-tape type game where I just say, guys, forget it, get it out of your system, let's move on to Alabama? Or with such a new team, so many freshmen, so many transfers, I got to make them be accountable and so he chose the, the, the latter and made them watch every single uh, part of that film to LSU. And he warned his, his uh, fan base and others. He said, we might play really poorly at Alabama uh, because we're going to be tired. We're going to practice so hard, all those other things. But there's a bigger picture involved here. And sure enough, they play poorly against Alabama. But then from that point on, they reel off, uh, I don't know, maybe I think it's 12 conference games in a row. So, um I think that was, and a lot of the players are pointing to that that practice and those games as the turning point of the season. And uh, when you've got a season where, and rightfully so, teams are getting a pass for not coming together, not gelling, not having the chemistry, especially if they've got a lot of newcomers, whether it be freshmen or transfers, all of a sudden you look at Eric Musselman, and that's exactly what he got done. If you watch those guys play right now, you'd think they've been playing together since seventh grade. Um, And the truth is they – They've only been playing together for a few months. What do you think it is about Eric Musselman's coaching style that has allowed him to have the success in a relatively short period of time that he's had? Um, I think he, he – look, they, they have great detail in their scouting reports. Uh, he, he finds a way to keep it simple, though. He has a theme every single game for his team, try to keep their focus. Um, and, you know, he's got a no-BS mentality – uh, but you know, I think one of the biggest things he does that, that I've not heard as much from other coaches, I'm sure some of them do, um, but you know, it, it's more typical for a player coach to have an individual meeting, and the coach may ask, hey, who, who do you think the top five players are in your book? Um, who are the top five hardest workers? So it's kind of a behind-closed-door, get a pulse of the team through individual meetings. Whereas Coach Musselman will say, hey, we're in a team meeting. I want uh, – you know, Jalen, you come up here, go to the whiteboard and rank the hardest working teammates you got right in front of everybody. And wow. so does it, does it create some awkwardness some sensitivity? Yeah, but it also holds each other accountable. So there's a, a greater purpose there, of course. Um, and, and look, I'm sure 
even though the teammates would, would hate to ride each other out, everybody's answers are probably pretty close to the same. And so I think those are some really interesting concepts that, that make you uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe get a little mad at each other at times too, but it also uh, creates a transparency amongst the roster that I think pays dividends on the court. I guess a similar question as we continue to visit with Dane Bradshaw from uh, the SEC Network College Basketball Analyst there. Nate Oates in uh, in Tuscaloosa has done such a good job in, again, a relatively short period of time. He's got an older team, but he's got some young guys that are contributing. So, so same thing that I ask about Musselman. What do you think it is about Nate Oates that has given him uh, the ability to elevate this program the way he has in such a short period of time? Yeah, and I hate... To, to ever say somebody inherited a good situation. But both is true for both of those coaches. They've done it in different ways. Derek Musselman inherited a great recruiting base in their backyard uh, with Little Rock and those areas having you know the, the recruiting class of the decade uh, led by Moses Moody. But he came in and he landed those recruits, um, and he's, he's had success with them. Then we look at Nate Oates. Yes, he inherited a good roster. However, it's also a roster – that didn't know how to win. And so you've got to give them a ton of credit hmm. for um, teaching those guys and getting them to buy in, but also making some, some roster changes um, that would fit his system. And I, thought, I think the best thing that happened to that team last year was they scored extremely well and at a high rate, and they didn't win as much as they wanted to because that made all those guys realize, hey, we can't just outscore people. We better be balanced on offense and defense, and that's what makes them – um, so great is the fact that they may have an off-shooting half or an off-shooting 10 minutes, whatever it is, but the opponent can never get much separation. It's always still a two- to four-point game, and then in a blink of an eye, somebody makes back-to-back threes, they go on a 9-0 run or a 12-2 run, and, um, and, and that gets the hype and the attention of the offense, but the truth is it was their defense that – kept them competitive just waiting for that spark from their offense and uh he's he's got those guys playing hard defensively and he'll tell you this you know going back to his detroit rhymeless high school days they got beat in a sub-state matchup or a regional whatever one in one of his first years and he he swore to himself he was never gonna put a uh a roster on the court or a five-man uh lineup out there where all five guys could not pass shoot or dribble and that's what you see out there and it sounds simple but typically, you got one guy that can't dribble, one that can't pass, one guy that can't shoot, whether it's your center or your three, four, man, whatever. All five of his guys are threats with those three fundamental keys. Different coaching styles, but certainly a lot of success. We'll see how deep Arkansas and Alabama are able to advance into the tournament. It's been far too long since we visited, Dane. Great spending a few minutes with you this afternoon. Enjoy the hoops this weekend. Appreciate you, man. Anytime. Thanks, Dane. That is Dane Bradshaw from the SEC Network, college basketball analyst there. Just getting started with you. Had a leadoff hitter today. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. 
Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time, on air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We're talking to Dale Barra. Take me back to growing up and what it was like in the household with a dad like Yogi Berra. You know, we grew up with his funny sayings. You know, I remember dad managing the mess. And me, Larry, and Timmy are watching the game on TV. And all of a sudden, two streakers run out of the stands on TV and the camera flips away from them. So when he gets home, me, Larry, and Timmy say, hey, dad, those streakers, what were they, boys or girls? We need to know. And Dad looked us right in the eye and said, I couldn't tell they had bags over their head. <laughs> in a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Gallo, Gallo, Shapiro, Shapiro, and now Bongino. Bongino. So what's up? If you want to work at Super Talk, your name's got an end and an O. Dan Bongino. It may make you feel good. Tonight at 11 on Super Talk Mississippi. This is House Call for Health. Allergan Eye Company, an AbbVie company, has filed a new drug application to the Food and Drug Administration. It's for an ophthalmolic solution for the treatment of presbyopia. It's a common and progressive eye condition that reduces the eye's ability to focus on near objects, usually affecting adults over age 40. Approximately 128 million adults in the U.S. suffer from this condition. And a survey of 1,400 people, ages 40 to 55, found that 90% were frustrated or irritated with it. The eye drops could mean they can read without the help of glasses. The company did two trials of 750 people for 30 days, and it found the drops worked and were safe. Participants gained the ability to read three additional lines on a reading chart when compared to those who received a placebo. The FDA is expected to act on the application by the end of the year. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady. Fox News. of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate Dane Bradshaw joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line right out of the gate on this Friday to talk some hoops. We'll stick with hoops in just a second. As Mississippi State got a win last night in the NIT thanks to a last-second made three from D.J. Stewart. First, though, we'll tell you. You can uh, be in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. 
bull. There's a lot of it in wireless, but Seaspire thinks you deserve a plan that's actually what it says. Here's the real deal. The best plan for one or two lines, $45 each with auto pay and paperless billing. No bull. Seaspire.com. Friday afternoon, beautiful day in the Magnolia State. Boys, what's up? Just got a good laugh uh, watching this uh, Alabama Ole Miss game. So they uh, they were showing highlights from the game, and so there's been three solo home runs. That's the only scoring. Yep. And all three of them went to the Alabama student section. Not very many of them today. Uh, They've got very limited stadium capacity still there. Okay. Well, they have... It's kind of similar to the way it's built at Swayze, but there's a lot more space and grass even between the different rows, if you will. And on the grass, they have social distance circles painted on the grass. <laughs> Not a single person is inside of the circles. Every student out there is not within the circle. It cracked me up. Yes. They shan't be social distancing in the uh, outfield. But, you know, from an optics standpoint, you got to, I guess, have those circles in yeah, the state of Alabama. It's either that or a rounded yellow hammers on the strip. So it's, uh, you know. Hmm. Uh, my guess is social distancing may not be a part of the uh, recipe tonight in Starkville. Mr. Haydad, what a beautiful night for game one between Arkansas and Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm excited to get over there. Should be a, uh, a good crowd. As we've talked to John Cohen yesterday, he expects there to be a lot of folks. And, uh, I'm sure that there will be some attempts at social distancing, but I think that crowd's going to be pretty, pretty solid. Looking forward to it. Joked a little bit with uh, John yesterday when we were talking to him about how you can contribute to his campaign fund because he had all the uh, the politician answers down. Ne- never would he be tied to any specific numbers other than the fact that uh, there were going to be a lot more people there. He did recommend that you have a ticket if you're going to the game because it was going to be unlikely that you were able to buy a ticket once you get to the stadium. It's not like they've got... The uh, the ticket booths or the ticket office set up at the stadium, you can just go in and buy the general admission ticket the way you have in the past. But a lot more tickets in mm, circulation, maybe would be the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah, there, there are tickets. I don't know if available is even the right word, but there 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 are a lot more tickets you know on the market than there were a week or two ago for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, 2-1, to one, Alabama leading it over Ole Miss in the bottom of the fifth inning. Game one of a nine-inning doubleheader. Two nine-inning games today in Tuscaloosa. They got started at uh, 2 o'clock. So, this game moving along with a pretty good pace. Three solo home runs. Hayden Dunhurst hit one for Ole Miss. I think it was in the second inning and uh, put Ole Miss ahead one to nothing. Alabama got two solo home runs in the bottom of the third inning, Diodati hit one and Prater hit one. So the uh, the DH and the catcher uh, for Alabama both had solo home runs. Crimson Tide leads it two to one. Ole Miss actually ran itself uh, into an out at home plate in the top of the fourth inning. I think it was not um, a base running mistake though, right? Is no, that it was how just you aggressive. Saw that? Just uh, aggressive, and you got thrown out. Had to, a perfect throw and. Yeah, r- runner on second, two outs, slow ground ball, like directly up the middle of the infield. The shortstop deep behind the second base bag made an errant throw to first, but it didn't get away from the first baseman. He just had to come off the bag a couple of steps. He was able to plant and throw home, and McCants was thrown out trying to come around from second to uh, score at home. That would have tied the game up at two. Instead, Alabama got an out at the plate, and we sit here with a two-to-one game. Crimson Tide up one on Ole Miss. 
Uh, pitching numbers, Tyler Ross uh, for Alabama, five innings, four hits, one earned run, three walks, and a strikeout. And for Ole Miss, uh, Gunnar Hoagland, four and two-thirds so far, five hits, two earned runs. It's those two solo home runs. Actually just gave up another hit. So he's got six hits allowed in the game, uh, has walked one and struck out six, and he has thrown 78 pitches so far. So uh, that's where we stand right now with Ole Miss and Alabama. We'll keep you up to date with this game as we go through the show uh, this afternoon. Hey, Dad, let's turn our attention just for a moment to the uh, NIT last night where Mississippi State gets a win and keeps its season alive. What would you take away last night from the Bulldogs' win over Richmond? Really gutty win. When you, when you think about not having Tolu Smith available, uh, it is a COVID-related contact tracing, so likely he might he will be out for Saturday's uh, Final Four game against uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, but if you had told me before the game that he wasn't going to play and that State would uh, be have 18 turnovers, that I said, okay, well, they probably lost this game by a large margin. And as it was, if he had played, it feels like they would have won the game by a large margin. Uh, Richmond was missing some guys, too. So, you know, both teams weren't at 100%. But it was a tale of two guards. Uh, Iverson Molinar sort of controlled the first half for Mississippi State. Then the second half, it was D.J. Stewart, who, of course, had the uh, the game winner with two seconds to go. Really good effort by the Bulldogs. I mean, this, has been, this is the first time that I can remember the last couple of years where basketball has been fun to watch because there's nothing to lose for Mississippi State. Uh, the team's playing pretty well, and... Uh, I feel like, for the most part, I think you mentioned it maybe in our production call today, that like there, there's some caring. The fan base has sort of come around on this. Now, unfortunately, this game that's on Saturday takes place right as first pitch is happening at Duty Noble, so I don't know how much how many Bulldog fans will be watching, but people care, so that, that's None. good to see. The, the, the families and the girlfriends of the players, with all due respect. We'll have it on in the press box. Yeah, that's something. But, I mean... I said this this morning. Doesn't this underscore why you play in the NIT? I mean, we we said it when we had a couple listeners ask if you remember. Oh, why are they playing in the NIT? It's a waste of time. Well, it, I mean, it's a you can't lose. Like Ole Miss lost in the first round. Does anybody really care? No. I mean, they lost. Whatever. It's the NIT. But if you win a handful of games like Mississippi State has done, suddenly you got people engaged again. Your young core of sophomores, while they were missing one last night. Get some tournament experience. Not the NCAA tournament, but it's a tournament setting. And now people are kind of paying attention to your program in March. Not as much as they would if it was the better tournament. But this is why you play in the NIT. Because if you win a handful of games, hey, people are paying attention. 68-67 was the final last night. Uh, So down two, DJ Stewart hits a three. It was his second made three of the game. He had a big night, 22 points, 10 of 10 at the free throw line, 2 of 5 from behind the arc, also had 5 assists and uh, 18 points for Iverson Molinar. Those were the only two players in double figures for Mississippi State. You guys do realize that in an alternate universe where Ole Miss had won against Louisiana Tech and then had beaten Western Kentucky, you might have a few more people paying attention tomorrow because you would have Mississippi State and Ole Miss playing each other at 2 o'clock in Denton, Texas. Egg skip ball, a ton round more, three, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, in Mississippi State, I think you might have had some more people watching if Western Kentucky had just won last yeah. night. Yeah. And you had the, uh, the, the, the matchup with Rick Stansberry, but it is what it is. Do, yeah. do Mississippi State fans like Rick Stan? I know I've seen some, yeah. and Twitter's not a good representation of anything at all, but people on Twitter seem to think that 
or seem to really be fond of him still? I think so. I mean, you know, there were a lot of good times under Stansberry. Won a lot of basketball games. It ended poorly, but everything ends poorly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. So I, I think that by and large, I mean, there's a there's a segment of the fan base that would like to see him back in Starkville, taking over for Ben Hallen. I I don't subscribe to that theory myself, but yeah, I think by and large, there there are still, still some old school Stans haters. But how can you look at what the program was under him and what it's become since he left and not have fondness for Rick Stansberry? For, for the folks that would like to see him back, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of revisionist history there. I mean, other there than is, the people who sure. were like huge supporters of him and it didn't matter what happened, and those people did exist, generally speaking, Mississippi State fans were ready to move on, but given the fact that there has been less success post-Rick Stansberry than while he was there in Starkville, um, there are a lot of people that remember fondly those days more than when they were happening in real time. Oh, yeah, when they were happening in real time, it was a lot of, uh, why can't State go further in the NCAA tournament? And, you know, they weren't satisfied just to make the tournament six times in eight years. Uh, now it's, it's it became a debate of, you can't get to the Sweet 16. Well, you know, now it's become, you can't even get to the tournament, so... But at the same time, you know... Which is a cautionary his, tale. It can be. It can be. But at the same time, after his you know, 2009 season where he won the SEC tournament, the program clear, clearly took a, 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 a slip and, and was not what it was beforehand. So it was time for him to go, but at the same time, obviously the handling of that was not the best because you ended up with Rick Ray. That happened, No offense it? to Rick Ray. Yeah, no offense to Rick Ray. Nice guy. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. Take a pause. Dr. Susan Ryan's an emergency room doctor at Rose Medical in Denver. She told Fox TV affiliate KDVR she was working with a service dog in training named Wynn as the pandemic was starting to strike. In the beginning, it was really overwhelming. There, there was a palpable sense of fear. We didn't know what we were going to see. When the yellow lab would come into the hospital with the doctor, staying calm, giving support and love. She was part of our team. She. She saw through. People would just pet her and break out to a smile when it was just the hardest day. But now Wynn is moving on. She's heading to a new home to take the next step in her service dog training. In the future, she may be helping a veteran with PTSD or maybe a child with special needs. One thing is for sure, Wynn came through for Dr. Ryan. She taught me how to, to stay present in the worst year of our lives. That's a pretty big lesson. Take a pause. Jill NATO, Fox News. No matter where you go. 
Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. Uh, Norbert, Elvis. And I want to tell you about Presley. He had two different voices. He would sit and talk to me in a very calm, low voice. And we were at Stacks one night. And we were having lunch. We always had lunch at midnight because he was nocturnal. We sat there and we have our sandwiches. And at one o'clock, he looked up. He said, hey, Pot, come on. It's time for me to go be home. And he stood up in a much deeper voice. He put on his macho. Hey, fellas, uh, it's one o'clock. Let's get cracking, okay? In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Amazon Alexa, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In the midst of the severe weather event yesterday, there were some scary moments in Lauderdale County. Uh, so it looks like this, this storm certainly has some structure to it. And again, I'm concerned that that right there may be a tornado uh, in the southeast part of Lauderdale County. Yeah, there, there's definitely some circulation there. That's Stephen Bowers, the chief meteorologist for WTOK, who was on the air live when he spotted a possible tornado. Some wind and hail damage was reported in various parts of the state, and there was a small mudslide which cut off a portion of Highway 1. 45 in Lauderdale County. And during the first press conference of his term, speaking on the rollout of the vaccine, President Biden doubled down on his original goal of 100 million shots in 100 days. We met that goal last week by day 58, 42 days ahead of schedule. Now today I'm setting a second goal, and that is we will, by my 100th day in office, have administered 200 million shots. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. From hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the Magnolia State, you'll find out what new adventure is waiting for you Mondays at noon with Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, you'll explore the wonders of your state's natural resources and experience the thrill of outdoor adventure. That's Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Mondays at noon, here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
let's go, let's go. This is your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Still two to one with Ole Miss and Alabama headed to the bottom of the sixth inning. TJ McCants missed a three run home run by four or five feet, which probably equates to a half a millimeter on the bat. Which is crazy. I mean, you you, you start thinking. It, it, people say game of inches all the time, and, and they're usually talking about you know foul ball down the line. Uh, you know, guy dives for a ball and it just goes off the, the tip of his glove. But to to take that a step farther, where the bat hits the ball, like sweet spot versus up just a touch, down just a touch, up the barrel, in on the hands. That was. Just missed, and Alabama leads two to one. Three solo home runs in this game. One from Hayden Dunhurst for Ole Miss. Alabama had a couple in the bottom of the third inning, and it's a two to one game. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and you on this Friday. A new day, a new investigative journalism piece about everybody's favorite school down on the bayou. Or Nobody's favorite school down on the bayou, depending on how you look at it. This story comes from USA Today and Kenny Jacoby. Borky, you want to hit the high points? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, this is... There are no high points, only low points in this one. Well, that's that's true. It's incredibly thorough, I mean, in a lot of different angles. First one, the one that will resonate with people the most is... um, that security guard at the Superdome that Darius Geis allegedly used vulgar language and then some uh, against. Vulgar and suggestive. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, In the report that was released a couple weeks ago, uh, they claimed that she spoke to a football coach, did not specify, the, the report did not specify what coach, and Orgeron said that he was aware that Dice was accused but wasn't a part of it. She and her daughter claim that she spoke to Orgeron directly, even saying that they know it was him because of the frog-like voice that he had on the phone. I don't mean to laugh, but Jesus. And on top of that, there were multiple incidents where Darius Geis was accused and nothing was done. Uh, One of the two people that got suspended, but remember, they were called very fine good employees, um, got their salary doubled after this particular incident that they covered up. So, yeah. This is coming to light today because Gloria Scott, the woman you're referencing, testified today before the Louisiana Senate Select Committee on Women and Children about the incident and the school's handling of it. She shared her story with USA Today before testifying. The committee has been holding hearings on the school's failure to comply with Title IX requirements to report and investigate incidents of sexual misconduct. She told USA Today, December this year is going to be four years ago. It happened. It's just like it was yesterday. I don't know. 
maybe I might not get over this until I die, and I'm serious. In his interview with Hush Blackwell, the law firm, by the way, Alabama has gone ahead 3-1 to one with another solo home run. Hush Blackwell is the firm that LSU hired to investigate all of the issues. Ed Ogeron denied having direct communications with Scott. Said senior athletic director, uh, associate athletic director Miriam Seeger, quote, told us about the incident, close quote. And Seeger, uh, Seeger and Verge Osbury and an attorney for the Baton Rouge law firm, Taylor Porter, did an investigation. But Ogeron said he himself was not sure happened. So Ogeron lied to investigators, hired by the university to get to the bottom of all of this, about not speaking to Scott, according to Scott and her granddaughter. And the granddaughter, out of fear of retaliation by her employer, has requested anonymity. She was listening on speakerphone when Ed Ogeron talked to her grandmother. Scott said, Coach O is telling a lie. He's not telling the truth. I don't have no reason to lie. I know who I was talking to. He knows he talked to me. Jeez. And it's it's almost daily. And it's always something new. I, I mean, the reaction yeah, the to... The reaction to the Will Wade story yesterday was, "Oh, tell I mean, we we know this already. Move on, move on." That that cannot be the reaction here. It's always something new. LSU. Well, and it's because there are versions of the truth that have been told in snippets. LSU is going to have to just fire somebody, just to. I mean, at this point, just fire somebody. I don't care who it is. It could be some random person that has no connection to this. But somebody's got to lose their job at some point. They can't keep bunkering down. You'd think, right? You would think, but here we are. But who's going to hold them accountable? I mean, there was another story that got released this morning that the athletic director firing and hiring was done above the university president's head. Thrown at a bar. They hand him the name on a cocktail napkin, basically. So those people, the the people that are pulling the strings, could not care less. Yeah, but I'm wondering if, with the state legislature involved, that changes things. I mean, does it? Do you win? State legislature is probably LSU alumni. Yeah. I mean, do you win re-election if you're the one that brought LSU athletics down? Yeah. Maybe that's too callous, and maybe I don't have no, a it's not. great understanding. It's but Geis it's made his vulgar is. comments and gestures. Up. Scott said she told him she was a grandmother and asked him to show her respect. She recalled saying, young man, respect me. I'm a grandmother, and I have grandkids. How would you like somebody to talk to your grandmother this way and handle this like that? I said, my grandsons are not like this, and he told me, bleep your grandsons. They don't know nothing. You and I are going... I'll just stop there. There, there out, out, out of respect for who might be listening, you're welcome to read the story in its entirety at USA Today. It'd be different if we don't know a lot about him. 
like if this was just a one-off and there, there was nothing else, I mean, maybe you could cast some skepticism, maybe? Just, you know, this could be untrue? Nah. I believe every word of this because of everything else he's done since then. 100%. Well, and why would a self-admitted Saints fan since 1967, an LSU fan for almost as long, make something like this up? Yeah, and has not at all at any point seeked monetary gain of any kind. Yeah. Darius Geis is a sick human being. There's just no way around that at this point. He is a social deviant. He needs to go to prison and stay there for, for a long, long time. And frankly, has done things that merit him being in prison. Yeah. And it's all just been swept under the rug. Because he could score touchdowns. Yep. And some people might say, well, you guys are, you know, you don't like LSU, you're in a state over, and so you're, you're talking about this in this way. I would talk about this if it was Dak Prescott, which it isn't. But yeah, if it was anybody, I mean, I'm a person first. These are things that people should not do to each other. Switching gears and trying to be a little more lighthearted, which is t- uh, hard to do. Alabama leads Ole Miss three to one. They've got three solo home runs off of Gunnar Hoagland. That's not more lighthearted, depending on who you are. Yeah. Uh, he struck out 10. I was getting there. He struck out 10. I wonder if he's got good enough stuff to strike them out that many times. Nah. <laughs> I get it. You get it? You get, I get it? I get, the, I get the reference. Yeah, his stuff's been pretty good, but they have punished mistakes in the strike zone with three solo home runs. Long day, so big four day. Four total in the game now? Four solo home runs. Hayden Dunhurst had one for Ole Miss, and three Alabama players have solo home runs. I think they had 26 going into the game. Not 100% sure what Ole Miss's season total for home runs is. So, all I know is if you're Ole Miss right now, you're thankful that this is a nine inning doubleheader and not a seven inning doubleheader as you go to the top of the seventh down three to one. No doubt. I mean, their approach today has kind of been frustrating. So this guy for Alabama has been all over the place. And a handful of just free outs they've given this guy, swinging at first pitches. He's got, what, four walks and a couple of wild pitches and has been kind of erratic. And they're just kind of handing him, you know, free outs here, uh, trying to jump on first pitches. And, you know, if you like what you see, I guess you can't hold back. But wouldn't you think you would... Make a guy that's struggling work for it a little bit. They're not doing that today. Yeah. Alabama is making uh, making a pitching change, so maybe that's a good thing for Ole Miss headed to their bullpen. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back. Most people. 
people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. We got to talk Jimmy Buffett. One day at breakfast, he says, uh, I started a new song. So it's about a night and a day in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk, and coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop, and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. And <laughs> next morning, I'm up, and I'm hungover, and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like that. And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on your local Super Talk Mississippi station, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers, and how will they affect you, your family, and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. Talking yeah. to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter, has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because uh, you know, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar in a pizza restaurant, slash, I was in the National <laughs> Guard, and wow. uh, you know, all this stuff was going on at the same time. Slash, I had a writing contract with Rick Hall and Fame. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you're an employer and need workers fast, be a part of the Million Dollar Job Fair in Biloxi, April 14th at Edgewater Mall. This is the most heavily promoted job fair of its kind, with limited space still available. If you need workers, email jobfair at supertalk.fm. That's jobfair at supertalk.fm. Join other premier businesses who are already registered. The Million Dollar Job Fair is coming April 14th to Biloxi. So don't wait, as available space is limited at jobfair at supertalk.fm. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at trustmark.com business. 
the Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Or you can give them a call for more information. The number is 662-539-2440. 662-539-2440. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Twitter, at Cotton States. And uh, you don't want to miss out. The college boys of summer headed to Biloxi this June and July. Cotton States Baseball Coastal. Big game coming up in Starkville tonight. Huge series coming up this weekend in Hattiesburg with Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. Get started uh, later this evening. Two games tomorrow, two seven-inning games tomorrow in that series, and then a nine-inning game on Sunday. Uh, there's some other pretty cool series. We'll continue to talk about what's happening around the SEC as we go through the uh, as we go through the show this afternoon. Alabama gets a couple of big strikeouts, and they are headed to the bottom of the seventh, leading three to one. Tim Elko was nowhere close to any of the three sliders that he swung and missed on. Whew. Pretty good stuff out of the bullpen there for uh, for Alabama. Ole Miss got to try and keep the tide where it is. Alabama got through the most difficult part of the Ole Miss order. Rebels have six outs remaining offensively. And uh, we'll see. It's game one of a doubleheader with Doug Nikhazy going in game number two. Heard some of Mike Bianco's pregame interview talking about Doug Nikhazy, and he said there's not really a pitch count per se because it wasn't an arm injury and it was a, a, a chest injury, a pec injury. They are just going to kind of keep an eye on him. He said, no, I don't expect him to go out and throw 100 pitches, but whether that number is 75 or 60, it, it's going to be more based on what his stuff looks like, what his stamina is like, and whether or not he's able to kind of continue to look like he feels comfortable out there. And I think they're expecting Nikhazy to kind of be honest with them as it goes along tonight as well. So we'll see what uh, what that looks like in game number two of this series that's expected to start 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that. And then, what, hey, that's 6 o'clock first pitch in Starkville, is that right? I believe it's 6.30. Let me double-check that now. Okay, I was thinking they played their Friday night games at 6. So, well, I mean, it's, it's not like it's you know on television or anything. So, Yeah, yeah which... so the SEC Network tonight is airing Georgia A&M, correct? That is correct. So... Your next question is why? Why? Yeah, they and Teddy Cahill pointed this out on Twitter earlier. Six thirty. Six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't they use the alternate channel for one? Because not everybody uses the ESPN app. There are a lot of people in our listening audience that just you know use their television to watch stuff. Novel concept, but maybe it's contractual or whatever. But shouldn't there be an option for them? Since every game is being broadcast anyway to flex some games because if you're trying to maximize your audience who is going to watch what game more Georgia Texas A&M or number two versus number three so I mean I think you kind of hit on something yes your point is so incredibly valid and who wants to watch Vanderbilt at Missouri with 17 people in the stands which is kind of what it felt like last night but it's a conference network, and so you can't just pick five teams that get their games on television. Yeah, this isn't CBS picking Alabama every week, right? 
So I think the way it shakes out is everybody in the league gets seven to nine regular season games on the SEC network. And you just kind of got to fill that inventory one way or another. You know, I mean, similar question. Why is there only one game from the Ole Miss LSU series in what the weekend of April the 24th that's on television? You know, why is only one game from the series this weekend between Mississippi State and Arkansas on television? Somewhat related to what you're saying, heard some rumbling that the alternate channel's days are numbered. And it falls into exactly what you were talking about, Borky. They want to continue to push people to the ESPN app, to ESPN Plus. In fact, you know, SEC Network Plus is what we've all become accustomed to, right? You've got the SEC Network, and then you've got that little button on your phone when you're going through to watch digital content for SEC Network Plus. I honestly think we're headed in a direction where that's going to go away, and all of the SEC Network Plus com- content will end up pushed over to ESPN Plus, and it'll all be under that same umbrella. All streaming stuff that is in one way or another owned or operated by ESPN will be available in one place, and you'll probably have to pay for it. It's not a lot, but you know, more, I, I, I would prefer that, though, as opposed yeah. to while games are going on, you go to the SEC Network, and it's just that one little graphic flipping over and over again. It's like, why have this channel? So, yes, I, I, if that's the case, Richard, I would be for that. We are trending you, you, towards a la carte for literally everything that you can watch. Yeah. You know the other thing that I would be okay with, and I think most everybody would be okay with, because generally speaking, the schools do a good job with their announcers and with the production value. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be producing at a certain level, and I know there are exceptions. Why not just take the local broadcasts, the, the digital broadcasts that are produced by the schools, and plug them one after another after another onto the alternate channel? I mean, if it doesn't cost anything, I mean, if, if there's no reason not to do it, why not go for that? Just a thought. One hour in the books with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, on this Friday. Bruce Marshall will join us next. We'll talk Sweet 16 and the gambling angle with him when we come back. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. News, I'm Karen McHugh. A new election law in Georgia grabs the attention of the White House. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president is worried about a Georgia election law signed by the governor Thursday. Making it more challenging, not easier to vote. The Georgia law requires a photo ID to vote absentee by mail and cuts the time people have to request an absentee ballot. Fox's Jared Halpern. The wish list for the president's proposed $3 trillion spending bill keeps growing. Lawmakers and interest groups are voicing what they want to see. Senators Chris Coons and Murphy proposed $55 billion in spending for Amtrak and Northeast Quarter Railways. And the Sunrise Movement, a progressive youth climate group, reportedly spoke with House progressives this week about pushing that price tag to $10 trillion to meet climate goals. Fox's Jackie Heinrich. America is listening to Fox News.
The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A sweet girl from Alabama who raised money to help pay for her own surgery makes today's Dean's List. Seven-year-old Liz Scott had to have several surgeries to help treat three rare brain malformations. She knew her family would have a hard time paying for it, so she decided to help raise money by making lemonade. The online fundraiser, Lemonade for Liza, helped pave the way for her upcoming surgeries at Boston Children's Hospital. Liza's mother, Elizabeth Scott, says her daughter has always tried to lift a bit of the burden around the house. Liza has spent part of her days selling lemonade for 25 cents a cup. The stand has raised anywhere from 15 to $20,000. Those funds are in addition to the more than $300,000 that have poured into the family's online fundraiser. In the meantime, we will keep following Liza's story and keep everyone up to date. Janice Dean, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 268 new cases of COVID-19. The latest report brings the state's total number of cases up to just over 304,200. With the confirmation of 11 additional deaths, 6,998 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. After a few days of slight increases, overall hospitalizations did drop in the latest data from the Department of Health. And a multiple vehicle crash on I-20 in Warren County Thursday afternoon claimed the lives of three people. Authorities say the crash, which occurred near the Flowers exit, involved two 18-wheelers, an SUV, and two pickup trucks. The deceased have been identified as Roderick Coleman of Pulaski and Benjamin Brewer and Jennifer Leip of Vicksburg. Five others were injured. The cause of the crash is under investigation. For all things Mississippi, visit us online at supertalk.fm. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world, and when you leave it, and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Do you want to make more money? Do you need a high school diploma? Do you need help fast? No problem. Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. My Best, improving the quality of life for Mississippians. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. If the weather holds up, the top two college baseball teams in the country will meet in Starkville this weekend. Beginning tonight at 6.30, top-ranked Arkansas arrives at Duty Noble for a three-game series with number two Mississippi State. However, there is rain in the forecast on both Saturday and Sunday. In Tuscaloosa, Ole Miss and Alabama are underway in game one of a doubleheader after Thursday's game was postponed. Coming off their victory over the Crimson Tide, Southern Miss opens conference play at home as they welcome Louisiana Tech at 6. And construction on a new UPS distribution center in Ridgeland is expected to begin over the summer. The company announced last fall it would be bringing the $28.6 million facility to Madison County that will create... <clears throat> 
that will create over 160 new jobs with average salaries over $55,000 a year. For all things Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. Started the 4 o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Ryan Haydad, thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon. You want to be part of the conversation, you can do so on the C Spire text line. That number, 601-879-4395. Your video conference is lagging, VPN connections dropping, VoIP calls choppy, and it's time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash why fiber. couple more strikeouts. Base runner mixed in there on a, uh, on a walk with an out, and Ole Miss will trail by at least two going into the ninth inning. It's Alabama three, Ole Miss one, game one of a doubleheader on this Friday afternoon. Got a uh, great slate of baseball this weekend when you look around. Biggest series, not just in the state of Mississippi, but in the country, is happening in Starkville, where Mississippi State will host the Arkansas Razorbacks. First pitch tonight for that game is at 6.30. You've also got uh, LSU traveling to Knoxville to uh, take on Tennessee, Series continues in Columbia, Missouri, with Missouri and Vanderbilt, who was impressive once again. Kentucky's at Georgia. Uh, I'm sorry, Kentucky's at Auburn. Georgia is at Texas A&M. And Florida is at South Carolina. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. From the desert, Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. And goldsheet.com joins us to talk some college hoops. Bruce, what's up, my friend? Hey, Rich. Yeah, it's great to have uh, hoops in March again, isn't it? 
No question. And last weekend was fun. There were so many games that were close and were compelling. The very last day, I guess Monday, uh, wasn't all that entertaining. Saw a bunch of blowouts. How did it go kind of from a handicapping standpoint? We saw some upsets. Did, did you like how the first weekend went by and large? Yeah, because we uh, mostly, uh, we, we, we thought the Big Ten was overrated, not to that degree. I mean, we didn't expect a hoops version of uh, the performance of the Apollo 13 service module, but there you go. Um, it was a bad week for the Big Ten. And the Big uh, 12 also struggled. We've only got one team from each, one school from each into the Sweet 16. Who would have figured? But uh, I think it's sort of this season was a little bit harder to judge things because um, we didn't have a lot of examples in pre-league play. And I thought the selection committees just sort of went back to sort of lazy mode here, and they just started rewarding all the power leagues with higher seeds than it should have been. This is the highest average seed in the Sweet 16 maybe ever. I think it's 588 Having a 15 in there like Oral Roberts skews that a bit, but I think it shows that this has been sort of a crazy tournament. Bruce, uh, I know you guys, at uh, you and your, your colleagues at the Gold Sheet have got these games handicapped. There are plenty of picks that are available. What's the best way for people to get your picks if they are so inclined? Thanks, Rich. Check us out online at goldsheet.com. We've already got some picks up there for uh, the write-ups for Saturday, and we'll put the Sundays up there as well. But it's every day now we update for basketball gold sheets. We've got NBA for tonight, some Saturday NC2A. Goldsheet.com, my picks are also up there, and at VegasInsider.com. Are you fully on board with Loyola Chicago? They look really good in the first two rounds of the tournament. They're an eight seed. They're meeting Oregon State, who, frankly, has looked pretty good in the first two rounds as well. But uh, Loyola, a seven-point favorite in this game. I am on board with Loyola, though I don't know they're going to survive this one. This is a really good team. Uh, and Porter Mosier, the coach, by the way, watch out for Marquette with him. I think that might be a spot. He, If he's going to leave, that's where he'd go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they really blew up... Uh, that high pick and roll stuff that Illinois did last week that Brad Unruh kept sticking with and Mosier was far enough to blitz it and just disrupt it completely and blew it up and Illinois never recovered. Oregon State does not live in pick and roll land like that though. Uh, they've got more, more bigs in Oklahoma than Illinois, although Cockburn is a legit, uh, aircraft carrier down there, but Oregon State rules several bigs at you. They are also big on the perimeter with Ethan Thompson. And company, and they're bigger than Loyola's guards. I think Oregon State right now, to me, looks like a team that's not done, going to be done playing yet. And I think this could be a possible upset here for Oregon State. They're a seven-point dog. That looks too many to me. All right, so uh, Oregon State, the underdog, uh, both in terms of seed and the point spread. Looking at Baylor and Villanova. Baylor was so good early, and I felt, Bruce, we've talked about this, we felt like uh, we, we spent a lot of the season saying it was Gonzaga and Baylor and everybody else. And then things got shut down for a couple of weeks at Baylor, and they didn't play as well coming off of their uh, their COVID timeout. But it feels like they've kind of rounded back into form. They are playing Jay Wright's Villanova team, and there is clearly a history of success for Villanova in the postseason in recent years. Is seven and a half points for Baylor as a favorite here too many? I think it might be. I think Baylor probably wins. And, yeah, they, they that was their best game. Well, they had one uh, uh, after they came back from the COVID pause before the, before they got the Big 12 tournament that looked pretty good. But uh, the Wisconsin game, looked, they looked pretty much like their old selves. But you give Jay Wright an extra few days to prepare. Um, I know Gillespie's not there, but they did get Justin Moore back. And uh, he can run the offense. Remember, he was out, too, those last couple of games that they lost in the regular season. Uh, and um, 
uh, in the big, in, well, the regular season in the Georgetown in the tournament, the Big East. But uh, the big, the, uh, the the big kids for uh, for Villanova can handle the ball. Robinson Earl can come out, and I think he can pull some of Baylor's bigs uh, away from the hoop. And Wright will come up with something to keep this thing close. It's a tough-minded team, Villanova, and uh, I, I the, the the draw worked well for them last week. Get North Texas instead of Purdue as a break. But I still, you know, I'm, I sort of little fear Jay Wright here keeping this thing close. I don't think Villanova wins, but seven and a half is a good slug of points. All right. Um, Arkansas and Oral Roberts meeting for the second time this year. Obviously, a lot has changed since December. One of the things that has changed is Arkansas is playing really, really good basketball. They won by 11 in Fayetteville the first time these two teams met. They are favored by 11 uh, this weekend in Indianapolis. Are the Hogs a safe favorite play? Here's an 11-point favorite with uh, Cinderella maybe being put to bed for the uh, for the year. Well, you know, what I'm more worried about is Oral Roberts is going to win and Kathy Lee's going to show up and sing on the weekend because she's an Oral Roberts graduate and she mm-hmm. might be all excited about it. But um, I, you know, that first meeting, Oral Roberts led that game by 10 at halftime. And Aismas did not, he had his worst game against the D1 foe. He only had 11 points. He wasn't shooting like normal. Um, so, and Arkansas was all out to catch him and then finally got ahead by 11 at the end. So they put the number right here. I don't know that Arkansas is going to hammer teams here. I mean, they seem to rely on Justin Smith a lot last week, last yeah. weekend. I thought they were fortunate to survive against uh, Texas Tech. Or Robertson's been also playing better defense. And, of course, we've got to mention Aces and O'Banner. You know, I think they got two of the top 15, if not maybe two of the top 10 players left in this tournament. So wow. I think we got, I think we got to look at it all Roberts plus the points here. I think they're going to, I'm kind of leaning dogs in a lot of these games, but uh, they impressed me. Those were two real teams they beat last week. Uh, and the Summit League was a little better than we realized, I think. Bruce, I was, I mean, I was just about to say, I feel like I'm sensing a bit of a trend here. We've, we've talked about three games and, and you've leaned in the direction of three underdogs. Let me see if we can make it four for four. Alabama looked so good on Monday night. They are a six and a half point favorite against UCLA from what is now a resurgent Pac 12. Pac 12 may have had the best showing of anybody in the uh, NCAA tournament with four of the Sweet 16 teams uh, filling that out. Does Alabama keep rolling? Pardon the pun. I think so, although six and a half, I, that's a little dicey. Uh, UCLA, I think the whole tournament kind of turned around. The whole thing, this is the big Big Ten's problems, too. That UCLA-Michigan State overtime game in the first four sort of set the tone. Uh, UCLA's depth issues without two of its key players has not risen its ugly head in the tournament yet. It might in this game because Alabama loves to play in transition, shoot a lot of threes. But it's, that's their style. It's small ball deluxe, and you've watched them all year, too. You know Herbert Jones, what he can do. And I think that matchup for Riley against Jones is a problem for UCLA. Um, and, you know, the balance that Alabama has. But UCLA is big on the wings. Juzang and, and Yaquez are tough matchups. And they sort of outsize Alabama out there in the wing. And they have been really hot, especially Juzang in the tournament. You know, if if there's one of these favorites that's going to handle it, it might be Alabama here, but I'm not in love with it. Uh, this could be a competitive game as well tomorrow. Well, we're not going to talk about any more games individually. I am curious, though, if you wanted to play all eight games in the Sweet 16, 
and play the underdogs in all eight. Do you think you'd come out on top? I do, although I'm going to be honest with you, Rich. I, I, I just kind of handicap these games each by themselves. But I do get a little concerned when I am all on one side or all on the other. And there's weekends, and we've done this in football. And, you know, there have been some weekends when I've been all on favorites. And some, yeah. you know, I'm just looking at dogs. So I do get a little concerned about that. However, uh, I, I think some of the numbers have been way off in this tournament. And a lot of it is, I mean, and the Big Ten gave us some gifts there. There's no way Iowa, I mean, that Oregon-Iowa was a gift on Monday. And yeah. uh, that game You're was right. a contest. I'm not sure you see as much of that this weekend. By the way, the one I will say this: uh, Florida State is the one team I think that probably has the best chance in the field to beat Gonzaga. If they get by Michigan, we'll see. I think they can, but because of all that length and athleticism, I think Florida State's got a shot. I'd love to see Leonard Hamilton get to a fight. In a world full of noise, devastating the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A woman from Iowa who survived the 1918 pandemic makes the Dean's List for receiving her first COVID-19 vaccine. The 104-year-old Velma McGeldery left her home for the first time in a year to get the shot, and her daughter Sue took her to the appointment. Velma says the jab wasn't that bad, and her daughter is grateful. She's hoping that once she gets the second round, then Velma can start to see family and not worry too much about social distancing around her loved ones. Velma has been reading a lot about the pandemic, according to her daughter, and has been wanting to get the vaccine as soon as it became available. Velma has three children, five grandchildren, and four great-grandchildren, and was two years old when the flu pandemic took over in 1918. Her daughter says she remembers her mom telling her stories from that time growing up. She also praised her as a trooper and truly amazing. We agree. Velma, you're incredible. And you made the Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. From hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the Magnolia State, you'll find out what new adventure is waiting for you Mondays at noon with Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, you'll explore the wonders of your state's natural resources and experience the thrill of outdoor adventure. That's Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Mondays at noon, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Securing America. The Veterans Affairs Department is trying to keep up with demand for coronavirus vaccines at its health facilities. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough says the department is rolling out shots as quickly as possible as he expressed concerns about supply. This is going to be a problem going forward, so we're working very closely with our VSOs, very closely with Congress, and then very closely to tell the story of, of the more than 1.4 million vets who have gotten vaccinated to date. McDonough says doses are going into arms within two to three days of receipt. We're surprised that hes hesitancy is less than we feared. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to confront it. But right now, uh, we're seeing uh, significant demand. The VA is getting regular shipments of vaccines, and McDonough expressed hope extra doses will be sent to the department. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. 
the Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi to the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Ole Miss has really struggled with Alabama pitching in this game today. Starter Tyler Ross was good. He gave up one solo home run, but the trend continues. Every run scored in this game has come via the long ball. And Peyton Chatagnier just hit a two-run home run. Tyler McCants, or or excuse me, uh, TJ McCants, Led off the top of the ninth inning with a hit-by-pitch. Took a slider in the foot. And then with two strikes, Chatagnier took a breaking ball down and lifted it over the left field wall. And tie ball game. Three apiece in the top of the ninth. How about that? That guy had been throwing really sharp sliders. Looked like that one may have hung just a little bit, but I imagine he was expecting it as well with how they've just swung over the top of about 100 of them. Two innings, two hits, two earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts for Grant. I don't understand why they don't put first names on stat broadcast. Green, though, is the uh, the pitcher. So, um, there you go. Ceasefire text line open to you, 601-879-4395. Jeff says, my girlfriend and I are going to the casino tomorrow. Sportsbook, still trying to decide where I'm going to put my money. Uh, well... Bruce Marshall's better at this than I am. And he gave you three that he liked and one he kind of, nah, kind of liked. So we were going to the break. Bruce was talking about the fact that he actually did like Florida State, who is an underdog against Michigan. He thinks they're the one team in the tournament that could actually beat Gonzaga. So Mike in Oxford sends us a message that says, tie bleeping ball game. Thanks, Mike. He's actually there right now. So he, he could be listening to us, I suppose, but he might just be texting in just to let us know what's happening. Perhaps. Perhaps. He made sure to make the barbecue stop, by the way. Did he go to Archibald's or Dreamland? Archibald's. Okay. Did he send us a picture of that yesterday? He did. Okay. I wasn't I, I saw that and I just wasn't sure what it was in relation to. We were talking about something else at the time. So uh yeah, good for Mike. Caleb, going back to the conversation that we were having just a little while ago about games and alternate channel and where they should be and whatnot, says that he agrees that you could make the alternate channel SEC Network 2, play classic games and replays all day long, pick up local school broadcasts when possible, or present a bases-loaded type Yes. presentation on the alternate channel. Yeah, I mean, so you've got to tell me, because I, I, the next day I work in TV will be the first. I mean, I went to broadcast television school and didn't learn a dang thing. Sorry, Ole Miss. Um, mostly my fault, though. I didn't really engage the way everybody else did. I, I got lucky, I suppose. But 
how many people would it take for tonight to go from game to game to game? I mean, do you really need, what, what is it, Harrison or Hanson, the guy that does NFL Red Zone that is, like, you know, being the narrator basically, yeah, we go to Washington, up, up in Seattle where Russell Wilson's got the Seahawks driving. We don't need that. So, so you think you could do it without any studio presence whatsoever? You just bounce around between the games? It, it wouldn't be as good because I think the product that Red Zone puts out is fantastic, narrator included. He really helps it flow. But do we need that? I don't think so. Yeah. So you know when they when they've done bases have... loaded in the past, it's been. I think you've always had Dari hosting. And then you've had Kyle Peterson and or Mike Rooney and or Chris Burke and or Ben McDonald, David DeLucci, et cetera, in the studio. And so they've kind of worked like as the narrators of that. That That's a fairly complicated production. There's a producer and a director and all the people that have to be working behind the scenes in the studio, and you've got multiple talent people. I'm not convinced you've got to have all of that, though, oh. to make this work. I mean, couldn't uh, th- this is probably too much? They, I don't know if they'd even make money off this, but who's to say you couldn't get one guy and a producer and the guy? And we're off to Tuscaloosa, where Alabama's hosting LSU. You don't even need that. You just need a graphic. It's got the two teams right down the middle. Yeah, it's like Alabama, your transition or something. Ole Miss, and yeah, and you just as soon as you're ready to transition, you just flash the graphic across the screen, and then they go to that game. People who are watching college baseball on SEC Network. They know who the teams are. They don't, you know. They'll, they'll as soon as they see those logos. Okay, I know who this is. You're not yeah. getting uninformed fans watching uh, college baseball on the SEC Network alternate. And the next question is, would it be worth it? I mean, maybe that's why they don't do it because they just maybe they don't see a financial value. But I, I'm going to tell you I mean, what I'm going to do tonight. After we put the little guy to bed and, and my wife goes to bed, I'm going to pull up two TVs. And luckily, I get Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball. But if I was just a Mississippi State fan. I would put State Arkansas on one, and if they had it, whip around coverage on the other. And I would do that every single Friday night. Yeah. But maybe there's just not enough of us that, that would make it worth it, I suppose. I My still, wife asked me this morning, she said, hey, will you cook hamburgers on the grill tonight? And I said, yes, I will. Attaboy. And so it's going to be radio outside. And probably what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I, I don't know which I'll do. I don't know if I will pull Mississippi State up on the live stream and have the radio going for Ole Miss and Alabama or vice versa. I might even change around a little bit with that and see how it goes. But point is, I'll have Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss, Alabama going with the sun still out, a grill going, and whatever else you want to make the evening a perfect one. This is why the good Lord gave us sports. To have nights like and this. Spring. Yeah. And spring. And also. spring also. Yeah. To have nights like this. Exactly. Um, So, two-run home run by Chatagnier in the top of the ninth inning. Jacob Gonzalez walks. Kevin Graham gets a base hit. Ole Miss has first and second, nobody out, and Tim Elko at the plate. And I believe Elko is 0 for in this game. He is, yeah. 0 for 4, yes. They uh, they learned about the slider. Scouting yeah. report came out and yeah. 
Who was so, it? That, uh, was it Zach? If nothing Kirksey? else, Ole Miss has made it a game. Yeah. Um, wasn't it Zach Kirksey that if you threw him something straight, that it was going 500 feet? But my goodness, if that ball moved at all, <laughs> he might as well we, have we, just put the bat down and waved at the ball as it went by him. Tim that Elko is, is hitless no more. Oh, no. What happened? He just You're hit a me. rocket down into the right field corner, an RBI double. Ole Miss has second and third. They now lead 4-3 to three with nobody out in the top of the ninth inning. And this is falling apart for Alabama. Yeah, what a meltdown. I mean, you you were in control hosting the number four team in the country. You're ranked or borderline ranked. You, you look the lead off man on base and it goes bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just Every time. It's, it's like a baseball maxim. If, if you give away the leadoff, I'm not talking about a hit to start the inning. That doesn't always go well either. But if you walk or hit the leadoff batter, I mean, is, I've heard people say this. I don't know that I've ever, like, seen it actually tabulated. But it's like 70% of the time when you put the leadoff man on base via walk or hit by pitch, he ends up scoring in the inning. It's crazy. Can't do it. You can't out get no. those bases on balls, man. They'll get you. This might be a bit of a hyperbolic question, but hey, it's radio. You're supposed to be. When is the last, or has there been, a regular season series that's been as high profile, at least here in Mississippi, as the one in Starkville tonight? I mean, has there ever been a one versus two or two versus three matchup in that stadium ever in the regular oh, I'm season? Sure. I'm sure there has. Just you know, been a Alabama while, right? drew the infield in. Dunhurst hits a chopper right through the middle. Two run score and Ole Miss leads six to three. What a meltdown! My gosh, unbelievable. So, but yeah, I mean, as many big games as states played in history, I mean, I'm sure LSU has come in as a one or a two, and states been ranked. I mean, I would think it's happened before. But this feels like it's way up there, doesn't it? As far as oh, going yeah. well, into I mean, it, I mean, this is massive. Yeah, especially so early in the season. I mean, one thing if this was mid-April, you're talking about Super Bowl Dog Weekend or something, but this is you know, week two of conference play, and you, the top two teams in the country are going at it. So Yeah, and, and I don't remember where Ole Miss was ranked, but Florida came in number one in the country a few years back. It's when Sinquez Golson was playing baseball. Yep. He, uh, you, you remember he, he had the, like, scored on a infield single or something, or play at the plate. Little dribbler. Either... Won two or got all three that weekend. I don't remember which. But that was against Florida's number one. And I think Ole Miss was ranked either top 10 or top 15. But yeah, Bork, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're on to something. Hey, Dad, we referenced that LSU Mississippi State series from a couple of years ago. Was that a top five matchup in Starkville when those two met? I don't think so. I don't think LSU was that highly ranked. Okay. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. More coming up. Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. 
Tune in to Under the Hood, and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. We've been the Motor Medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Why you should consider changing your withholding. I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Network tax tip coming up next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Whether you take the standard deduction or itemize, if you wind up with a big tax bill this year or a big refund, you may want to adjust the taxes that are deducted from your paycheck, the withholding. CPA Stephen Zellin, managing partner at Zellin & Associates, says to do that, complete a Form W-4. You're seeing less in your take-home pay, so that means that you have more taxes taken in. The IRS recommends you complete a new Form W-4 each year and whenever your personal or or financial situation changes. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. If a muckety-muck wants you to hear what they gotta say, they come here first and sit down with Gallo and JT. This is ground zero for all Mississippi muckety-mucks. Super Talk Mississippi. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now. Your stimulus payment and your taxes. I'm Ginny Cosilda with your Fox Business Network tax tip coming up next. Connect to Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Just click listen and hear Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson. Then swipe right and hear the latest news on your time. Plus, podcasts from Trey Gowdy and Greg Gutfeld. Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Download now. Were you eligible for a stimulus payment last year but didn't receive it or didn't receive all of it? You can file for it when you do your taxes. CPA Stephen Zellin, managing partner at Zellin & Associates, says it'll be credited to you and it is not taxed. If you didn't receive your recovery rebate credit, as they're calling it, then you can receive an additional credit on your tax return. There's also a worksheet with questions to help you. This year, tax forms can be used by people who aren't normally required to file, but are eligible for the credit. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 268 new cases of COVID-19. The latest report brings the state's total number of cases up to just over 304,200. With the confirmation of 11 additional deaths, 6,998 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. After a few days of slight increases, overall hospitalizations did drop in the latest data from the Department of Health. And a multiple vehicle crash on I-20 in Warren County Thursday afternoon claimed the lives of three people. Authorities say the crash, which occurred near the Flowers exit, involved two 18-wheelers, an SUV, and two pickup trucks. The deceased have been identified as Roderick Coleman of Pulaski and Benjamin Brewer and Jennifer Lipe of Vicksburg. Five others were injured. The cause of the crash is under investigation. For all things Mississippi, visit us online at supertalk.fm. 
Happy New Year from Keep Mississippi Beautiful. This is the time to plan ahead and set our goals for the future. We want to encourage everyone to start planning for our great American cleanup, the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across the state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year and remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. Tune into Under the Hood and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. We've been the Motor Medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. The ninth hitter of the inning for Ole Miss was the first out recorded by Alabama in the top of the ninth. How about this in the uh, the ninth inning? McCants hit by a pitch, two-run homer for Chatagnier. Gonzalez walked, Graham singled, Elko doubled, Dunhurst singled, Bench singled, Leatherwood doubled, Harris grounded out, but that moved Salmons to third. McCants just grounded out, but that scored another run, and it is nine to 9-3. Ole Miss leading over Alabama. They have scored eight runs in the top of the ninth inning. The sports gods gave us the wrong sport. All we need is Alabama to start doing this in football. Give me some fourth-quarter meltdowns, please. <laughs> Nobody would argue, right? No. I mean, they just... They were a little late to the ballpark today, and they and they decided, no, we really don't need Alabama to have a good baseball program, too. Like, we've been hard on you guys as sports gods with their football team being frustratingly dominant and, and just incredible, and now the basketball team's really good. We're not going to make you suffer through baseball as well, and they righted the ship. So appreciate them. There you go. By the way, Chatagnier's 4-for-4 four four with a two-run home run. You think they missed him? He did not play in the midweek game this week either. Uh, and, and Mike Bianco's explanation on that was he was a little sore after Sunday. And when you're talking about a hamstring injury, that soreness comes from scar tissue and giving it a day of rest or an extra day of rest, they just felt like ultimately was the right way to go. So, Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky with you. On this Friday afternoon, top of the ninth comes to a close. Ole Miss scores eight runs. They lead 9-3 to three going to the bottom of the ninth. Taylor Broadway was warming up. I'm assuming 
that they would go to a different arm. Now with the six-run lead going into the ninth, of course, you do have that recent memory of the eighth inning against Auburn last week. True. I'm not saying you go to the bottom of your roster, Dad, in terms of pitching, but I don't know that you go to your dude either. Yeah, I I would... uh... I would make sure I was. In good, I mean, you've you worked so hard to get this this lead. It would it would not be pleasant to give it back away. I would definitely put somebody out there I trust. Yeah. What is the level of anticipation for Mississippi State and Arkansas tonight? Does it feel like it's like bubbling, about to just explode? Yeah, when you look at message boards and on social media, everybody's been talking about can't wait to get up here this weekend. I went and had lunch downtown. Downtown was pretty full. Pretty There's a little buzz about downtown today. So, yeah, I, I feel like, especially when you combine it with the fact that this is the, the first game where the crowd, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good crowd, I, I think the, the, the anticipation is pretty high. I wasn't, I, I'm not picking nits at all. But I thought something that John Cohen said repeatedly yesterday. Same pick and nib. That's not even right. Just erase that. Take it off the tape. I thought there was something that John Cohen said yesterday that was interesting. He referenced multiple times, we're doing it the same way Ole Miss has done it. We're doing it the same way Keith and I have continued to talk. And, and that kind of echoes what he said when we talked three weeks, a month ago with John Cohen about the plans for kind of ramping up capacity. If they did what Ole Miss did last weekend, exactly, they're not turning anybody away from the ballpark. Right. That's not exactly what he said yesterday. He said, if you don't have a ticket, you're probably not coming. But But. anybody that wanted to buy a ticket last weekend in Oxford could buy a ticket and they got into the game. And and the announced attendances for the three games were nine thousand and change, ten thousand and change, and eight thousand and change. That's like tickets distributed, sold, comped, visiting team, parents. But anybody who had a ticket that goes into the number that goes on the box score. Yeah. So we'll see. Hmm. Alabama leadoff double, top of the ninth inning. And I, I told you, yeah, no, I, exactly. We'll see where it goes. Um, they're going to play right into game two is what they're going to do. Gonna which is one and starting at 6 o'clock. Not even change uniforms. Just keep on going. It's not a doubleheader. It's just one 18-inning game. Um, they just kept Tyler Myers in the game. Did not go to the bullpen. Ooh, he smoked that in the corner. Yeah, he did. Almost was a home run. What is it, 8-3? Nine. Nine. You know, in the anatomy of a rally in an inning, I would almost rather give up a solo home run than a double to start the inning. You know, I'll give you an example of that. In in the College World Series in 19, Mangum led off that ninth inning against Auburn with a double that hit off the top of the wall. And I've asked him, I said, if you th-, because, you know, that allowed for, for RBI, that just kept the inning going. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I asked him, I was like, if you'd hit a home run there, do you think it plays out the same? And he said he doesn't think it did because they would have just it just would have changed the whole demeanor right there. But by letting him get on base and and to go from there, 
I mean, th- there's an example of what you're talking about. You just rather How get big the of a comeback was that? They were down 4-1. Okay. And then scored how many? They were the home team? So, yeah. No, so it's, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the way it played, if it was 5-4. Yeah. So it was a four-run five, rally four. in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that the most... Well, I guess the answer is no, but is that the greatest come-from-behind victory in state's baseball history? Oh, I'm sure it's and, not. And, I mean, well, well, but I'm saying given, about in terms, given are, the stage. Are you talking, I was going to say, in terms of greatest as in, like, not numerically, maybe? I mean, one doesn't come to mind right off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure there's one I'm missing, but... I mean that's that's game one of the college world series, man. It doesn't get a whole yeah. lot bigger than that. Yeah, stakes are always a factor in because, like, when you're talking about point spread, for example, the greatest upset in college football history is like Columbia beating UNLV because they were yeah. like 42 point underdogs or something like that. But when you say greatest upset in college football history, where do you go? App State, App State, Michigan, because Michigan was top ten at the time. It's in the big house. That's in same thing with like the Miracle on Ice. I'm sure you could find a team that was at more of a disadvantage than USA Hockey in 1980. But because of everything else that was going on, it adds to why that was such an incredible upset that people had to watch on tape delay, even though it was played in the United States. Yeah. Ceasefire text line. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. You you guys do realize if you would be quiet about attendance it would take care of itself because state has underreported i know at least one time because i went with my son at louisiana lafayette game and that place was almost jammed then and they reported like four thousand less than what was really there false cohen and carter are too smart and too cautious to come out in public and say everybody come but at the same time they're not going to turn people away just be quiet about attendance nothing we say here is going to impact their strategy tomorrow man and that game wasn't anywhere near packed that's just a false statement yeah and you think well, but, Keith Carter and John Cohen are making decisions because of what anybody says here, aside from them? No, and, and I do understand that their preference probably would be, God, let's just not talk about this publicly and we'll let people come and kind of make their own decisions. But we're kind of in the business of doing that, and we talk about college baseball like nine months out of the year. And part of the talking point is the greatest atmospheres in all of college. And I am so proud of Keith Carter and John Cohen for what they are doing attendance-wise. They have been cautious. They're still keeping distance, like with those those seats kind of like right down on field level. They've got three seats for a couple of rows blocked off against the edges of the dugouts. You can't get right up against the edge of the dugouts where the players are. They're still continuing to protect the players, and they're letting fans make their own decisions. You gotta wear a mask when you come in. When you're sitting at your seat, you can take your mask off. You're moving about the stadium. You kind of need to have your mask on. And it so, sounds like generally people are compliant with that. I have not heard one complaint about that component. I mean, maybe it's a little, you know, a little silly. What does it help? But I have not heard one person say, "I'm not going because that." No, it, it's fine. I will say in fairness, and, and thankfully, you don't have ushers that are holding up those signs that say, wear your mask, like they have in Tuscaloosa today. Eli Gold referenced it on the broadcast. He's like, I fouled it off right next to the usher who even was waving his sign that said, wear your mask. 
A friend of mine went to the games uh, in LSU last week, and he said that was the the most stringent mask requirements of any place he's been to throughout all this. So they were on top of you about wearing your mask. You know, Florida has the reputation of a place being wide open. Raymond James Stadium was not. I mean, they they had the mask police out at the Outback Bowl. A I think I even got told a couple time, of though. I mean, oh, case there's no question. Plummeted. You're right. You're absolutely right. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. One segment left with you in the 4 o'clock hour. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour, and The Borky Show are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A Long Island, New York family helping a young boy in Honduras receive new hearing aids makes today's Dean's List. It all started when Ruby Gancy's parents discovered their daughter's hearing loss at the beginning of the pandemic. She was tested and received hearing aids last May. To help other families, Ruby's parents started a foundation called Hear With Ruby to help children with hearing loss. Recently, Lindsay, Ruby's mom, saw a post by a woman in Honduras. Iris Gomez Valle's six-year-old son, Nathan, has hearing loss as a result of complications during birth. Iris looked for help and found the Gansey family website. In just a few days, they were able to raise over $2,000 and Lindsay connected Iris to Ruby's audiologist, who will make sure that Nathan gets the proper set of hearing aids. Gansey family, you made the Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We're talking to Del Barra. Take me back to growing up and what it was like in the household with a dad like Yogi Berra. You know, we grew up with his funny sayings. You know, I remember dad managing the Mets, and me, Larry, and Timmy are watching the game on TV, and all of a sudden... Two streakers run out of the stands on TV and the camera flips away from them. So when he gets home, me, Larry, and Timmy say, Hey, Dad, those streakers, what were they, boys or girls? We need to know. And Dad looked us right in the eye and said, I couldn't tell they had bags over their heads. <laughs> in a Mississippi minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, 
and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Seaspire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones faster. Saying it anymore would be. Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. It's a fact. Severe weather causes power outages, and some outages can last for days. Standby generator power from Taylor Power Systems can give you power within seconds of an outage, reassuring you that your business or home is protected and the lights are on. Stay protected from the storm. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-922-4444. of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. I mean, it's really hard not to like Eli Gold. Alabama hit a three-run home run. It's now a 9-6 game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Ole Miss had Tyler Myers in the game. They've gone to Taylor Broadway. And as they're going to the break, Eli Gold goes, and now the lights are on Broadway. <laughs> and they just let it trail off. I tweeted that a second ago. The first response was, he's a national treasure. He's great. He uh, he is. He is. One of a kind, can't replicate him, can't duplicate him. He's something. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming with you at supertalk.fm. We are glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. At some point, I guess, I guess Borky, we'll, we'll hold this for the college football fix. If you have not been following along with the Mississippi legislature, quietly there has been a bill that has now worked its way through both chambers and is sitting on the the governor's desk for signature. And if it is signed on July 7th, college athletes in the state of Mississippi will have the legal right, based on the laws of the state of Mississippi, to capitalize and cash in on their name, image, and likeness. I think this is a big deal. Because I think it's a big deal. If it was just Mississippi in a vacuum by itself, wouldn't be anything at all. But they join a list. There are now more states that are either implementing, have implemented, or will soon laws like this than there are that haven't. And then a federal law is going to come and supersede them all at some point. Which so. is which is fine. Which is what needs to happen, to be honest, because you don't want fifty different standards for for everything. But right. so so it is a big deal. But at the same time, it's more just another domino falling to get to that final step. And 
guess who created the mess that now exists this summer? Because it's not. I think it's Oregon also. There's a handful of other states that have these laws that go into effect this summer. You know who could have avoided all of this? His, his last name rhymes with Flimmert? Yeah, that guy. You know, the one who has high... I mean, here, here's the ridiculousness of the NCAA. People think that government wastes our money. They know that government wastes our money. The NCAA has hired some kind of firm to investigate how the women's tournament didn't have amenities that were as good as the men's. Why, why can't you just like walk down the hall and say, how did this happen? I mean, spending... What's that report going to give us? We can't determine how this happened. Did, did you guys see the two... Kind of the two coaches that spoke out in the opposite direction about this? Iowa State's women's basketball coach came out and said, I'm not really sure what the big deal is here. My women's team doesn't even like to lift weights. <laughs> and then, you know, he got eviscerated on Twitter for that, as you would expect. Ball game over. Taylor Broadway comes in, picks up a save. Ole Miss wins game one, nine to six. Joni Taylor, the head coach at the University of Georgia, said, I wasn't surprised at all by this. And you know why? Because I read the manual. And the manual all along has said there would be no weight rooms available until the Sweet 16. Now, nobody wants to hear that. But I thought that was an awfully reasoned take from Joni Taylor, who is a women's basketball coach in the SEC. This sounds callous, but... This is way down on the list of failures by that organization and its leadership. I know that that sounds bad, and I am. I mean, we talked about it. We've talked about this a lot. I think what happened with the women's tournament. I don't think that's acceptable. But if you want to talk about marks in the negative column, this isn't yeah. really that high up there. Well, and I was listening to an interview that Gino Ariema did earlier today, and he said, hey "Guys, this is nothing new." He said, I've been coaching women's basketball for 40 years. He said, what bothers me is giving lip service to the idea of we've got to do better. He said, when really you're just kind of kicking the can down the road, you, you don't intend to change. He says, if you're just doing better to comply with Title IX or to keep the media from coming out, out after you, he said, then... His words are, you're full of bleep anyway. He said, if you want to do better, it's because you agree that better needs to be done. Not just for the sake of complying with whatever you're supposed to comply with. That was an interesting take from a guy who's been at it for a long time. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, 5 o'clock hour just around the corner. We'll get into this Mississippi name, image, likeness bill for the college football fix, plus a whole lot more with you, including, if you missed it yesterday, a conversation with former Mississippi State pitcher and World Series champion Jay Powell. Great conversation about Mississippi State's pitchers. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. 
the Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi. at supertalk.fm. News. I'm Karen McHugh. Forty world leaders have been invited to President Biden's planned virtual climate summit in late April. That guest list includes Russia's Vladimir Putin and China's Xi Jinping. But the president says they know they're invited, but I haven't invited. I haven't spoken to either one of them yet individually. Okay. I just got off the phone speaking with the British Prime Minister, and yesterday. I spoke with all the members of the EU. The president speaking to reporters prior to departing for Delaware for the weekend. The U.S. Navy will lend a hand to try and get that stuck cargo ship out of Egypt's Suez Canal. The grounded ship has blocked shipping where 10% of the world's goods pass through. Officials say the Navy team will include engineers skilled in dredging operations. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. America is listening to Fox News. This is House Call for Health. The health official in one Midwestern state thinks they could see coronavirus herd immunity by the summer. Wisconsin Deputy State Health Secretary Julie Williams Van Dyke believes the state will have enough vaccines by the end of June to vaccinate 80% of its residents over the age of 16, achieving herd immunity by July. Herd immunity is having enough people who have either had the disease or been vaccinated to stop the spread. It's not a cure-all and flare-ups can still happen, but it means the virus no longer easily jumps from person to person person. Many health officials believe the threshold for herd immunity is about 70% or higher. One problem, though, is the emergence of COVID variants that could complicate the overall picture. Large-scale global herd immunity, though, is unlikely this year, as rich nations have the most vaccines and could get enough people vaccinated by fall. But poor countries will likely have to wait longer. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, CJ Papa, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two new strains of COVID-19 have been confirmed in Mississippi. With both originating in California, a total of seven cases of the new variants have been identified by the Mississippi State Department of Health. Officials say the strains have shown to be more contagious and could be more resistant to the approved vaccines as well as some of the antibody treatments for COVID-19 infection. Mississippi also has identified cases of both the UK and South African variants. And new details are emerging about the man accused of killing Hancock County Deputy Michael Butte on February 1st. According to WLOX, it all began over allegations that Joseph Rohrbacher had molested younger family members. Before deputies arrived, he is said to have cut his dog's throat in the presence of children. Rohrbacher claims when deputies pulled up, he was shooting randomly and didn't intend to hit anyone, hoping to commit suicide by police when he couldn't do it himself. The 2021 Honda ATV lineup is here to prove it's possible to work smarter and harder. With the power to get the job done, the technology to make it easier, and tried and tested quality to keep you moving forward, the only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. Honda recommends ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. 
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the ISOL platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Attorney General Lynn Fitch joined several other state attorneys general in filing a lawsuit to block the Biden administration's executive order halting all new oil and gas leasing and drilling permits on federal land. Senator Roger Wicker recently stated that offshore projects support 20,000 Mississippi jobs, and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said oil and gas jobs aren't going anywhere. This will not affect oil and gas production or jobs for years to come. What President Biden has pledged to do is invest to create jobs and ensure America leads the clean energy revolution, which is where the industry is largely going anyway, where there is the greatest opportunity for job creation. And there were no big winners this week, so the jackpots continue to grow. For tonight's Mega Millions drawing, the estimated jackpot is now at $137 million. For tomorrow night's Powerball drawing, the estimated jackpot is worth $238 million. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Final hour of the work week. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. A little breaking news in the college basketball world. Shaka Smart is leaving his job at the University of Texas as its head coach to become the head coach at Marquette. That's been rumored for a little while. I guess Steve Wojciechowski is out at Marquette. I missed that somewhere along the way. One of those, you can't fire me, I've got a new job situations. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Texas gets to the tournament this year, they get bounced early and felt like things were moving in the right direction, but they had a, what, a one-and-done that's moving on and... 
Shaka Smart was just able to press the reset button on his career and get a um, a honeymoon period. I wonder if... Good for him. I mean, this may have not been the most ethical thing to do, but fire me, Texas. Hey, Marquette, I'm going to take your job, but let me go get a big fat buyout first, all right? So I'm your coach. Don't worry about it. Wait till Texas fires me, because I want $6 million free dollars, please and thank you. Or were they even going to actually fire him this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more about resetting for the future. Yeah, Because if from it was I, coming this year, my guy should have waited a little while. It appears it was coming this year. So, hmm. Get that big buyout, man. Yeah. Well, good for him. So who does Texas go after? I saw somebody on Twitter put earlier today, we're really headed toward Texas offering Cal $10 million a year, aren't we? Isn't that what he gets already? <laughs> Might as well try it again, right? Yeah, um, maybe was he seven or, or nine, you, or something do you, like that? Do you, do you go to that same school and offer Nate Oates a bunch of money? I don't know. I, I, this probably isn't the correct answer, but wouldn't you want the guy that would bring you a bunch of lottery picks? I know Cal hasn't won as much as people think he should at Kentucky, but if you want to elevate your program. Isn't it more of a sure bet when it's a guy that's bringing in the most talented players in the country? Why would Cal do that? He wouldn't. I mean, other other than the fact that pressure exists always at Kentucky. I mean, John Calipari has either the best or one of the four or five best jobs in college basketball. I know Kentucky was bad this year. I get it. They're not going to stay bad. No. There's a hundred years worth of history that tells you they're not going to stay bad. And oh, by the way, John Calipari has a one-way buyout. And it doesn't cost him anything to leave. Anyway. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. If you want to be a part of the conversation. Kentucky signed the number two recruiting class in the country. They'll be okay. Well, they signed the number honest, one recruiting you know class business- last year. <laughs> I mean, what a machine. But, uh, yeah, they've got a lottery pick forward coming in. Uh, Damian Collins from Texas, by the way. Mm-hmm. Swooped into Texas and got a guy. Uh, and then a couple of four-stars as well, because why not? Why not, indeed. Be honest. You know your business deserves better, so get better with a C Spire business internet and phone bundle backed by real support. See how C Spire can power your success today at cspire.com slash business. 601-879-4395 if you want to be a part of the conversation. All right, time right now for the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough or just do yourself one better. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer and test drive a Ford truck like the redesigned F-150 for 2021 
or the always reliable Ford Super Duty or the always fun Ford Ranger test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. So here's the story. Following its passage in both chambers of the legislature, the Mississippi Intercollegiate Athletics Compensation Rights Act, M-I-A-C-R-A, the MIACRA, seems like that's easier to say, Uh, it will land on the desk of Governor Tate Reeves and is signed into law. Mississippi would become the seventh state in the union to enact such legislation with an effective date of July 1st, the same day that Florida's uh, bill becomes law. The bill specifically outlines that a student-athlete in Mississippi would be able to earn compensation for the use of their name, image, and likeness and retain an agent to help them do so, both of which are currently prohibited by the NCAA. Like all of the other NIL proposals, this would not allow individual schools to pay athletes. Any payments would have to come from local businesses, um, car dealerships, food stores, hosting a camp, making posts for a business's social media platform, etc. The bill does have language that attempts to limit the possibility of recruiting violations, including lines that state this, quote, no student athlete may earn compensation in exchange for the student-athlete's athletic ability or participation in college athletics or sports competition, close quote. They also cannot enter into an NIL agreement until they are enrolled at a university. Thoughts? It says all the right things. We'll see where it takes us, but like I said, Earlier, this is all just sort of you know a holding pattern until the NCAA and the feds finally put everything together and put put the the, the overriding package into place. Yeah, like if you're asking the question, well, does that mean Matt Corral is going to sign a, a deal with local car dealership X on August first? No, because right now, as I understand it, mm. just because it's legal in Mississippi doesn't mean it's not against NCAA rules. That's not what Representative Mac Huddleston told the House back in February. He said that he has received assurances from uh, from counsel that the governing body of college athletics could not penalize student athletes in the state under this proposal. But how? How can how can a state law change NCAA rules? Right. I mean, it's an NCAA call, not a Mississippi legislature call. Yeah. Herm Edwards dug into this with uh, Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated earlier this month. He said, quote, uh, Herm Edwards said, it puts the schools in their state in a very difficult situation. They'll find themselves violating NCAA rules at the same time complying with state laws. It might end up in court at the end of it. Bills have been introduced to address... NIL in D.C., but it doesn't appear that that's on the top of Congress's to-do list. Meanwhile, the NCAA delayed its own implementation of updated NIL rules back in January. An unnamed source told ESPN back then, we're going to pass NIL and deregulate transfers. There's just more information gathering that has to happen specifically from the Department of Justice. If you're Keith Carter and 
for another 18 months, you know you cannot have an NCAA Level 1 or Level 2 violation if you want to receive the $8 million from the SEC that is being withheld until the end of the probation period from the most recent NCAA penalties. Do you risk what Michael Borky was saying just a second ago in allowing your student-athletes to take advantage of a new state law? And look, I'm just wondering aloud here. I have not talked to Keith Carter about this. I need to. I haven't talked to John Cohen about it. Need to. And will. But this is new. And you can absolutely guarantee that John Cohen and Keith Carter and Jeremy McLean at Southern Miss are really trying to understand what this means for them and for their schools. Because if indeed state law supersedes NCAA rules which seems kind of crazy to say, you actually have an advantage until all the other states get these laws into place or we get a federal law in place. you got something you can sell short-term, but if you're not 100% sure that you're not going to get in trouble for it, you can't do it. You can't take the risk. No. At least not at Ole Miss. I mean, right now it's not against the law to give somebody 100 bucks for their autograph, but it's against NCAA rules. And do you want to engage in a protracted court battle with the NCAA that you probably would win years later. But is it worth it? Is it worth the time and the effort and the cost associated? Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm at your college football fix. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties, if it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. Fox on tech. Fleeceware. It's defined by Wikipedia as a type of malware that comes with hidden excessive subscription fees and takes advantage of users who don't know how to cancel a subscription despite deleting the offending app. Researchers at software security maker Avast found a total of 204 fleeceware applications that had over a billion downloads and raked in over $400 million in revenue on the Apple App and Google Play Store. The hook is simple. The apps offer a free trial, then charge for a subscription. Those sometimes run as high as over $3,400 a year. As for the applications, Avast says they generally have no unique functionality and are merely a, quote, conduit for fleeceware scams. Avast also notes, you may learn of the apps from ads seen on social media, and those ads may have videos that don't represent the actual product. Be careful of any trials under a week. Read the fine print about what you're subscribing to and ensure your kids can't purchase subscriptions accidentally. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. 
Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. Uh, Norbert, Elvis. And I want to tell you about Presley. He had two different voices. He would sit and talk to me in a very calm, low voice. And we were at Stacks one night. And we were having lunch. We always had lunch at midnight because he was nocturnal. We sat there and we have our sandwiches. And at one o'clock, he looked up. He said, hey, Pot, come on. It's time for me to go be off. And he stood up in a much deeper voice. He put on his macho voice. Hey, fellas, uh, it's one o'clock. <laughs> Let's get cracking, okay? In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Amazon Alexa, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Take the friggin' wax out of your head. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi. Woo! I say, sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us Friday afternoon. Here's the full slate of SEC baseball for tonight. One game in the books. Ole Miss comes from behind. They trailed 3-2 to two going into the ninth inning. Scored eight runs in the top of the ninth to go ahead 9-3. to three. Gave up a three-run jack in the bottom of the ninth. Taylor Broadway came in, picked up the save. It was 9-6 to six for a final. Ole Miss getting game one against Alabama. 5.30 Central Time, LSU and Tennessee start a top 25 matchup in Knoxville. LSU ranked 22nd, Tennessee 12th. Top 25 matchup in Columbia, South Carolina. 6 o'clock first pitch for number 5, Florida, at number 25, South Carolina. Georgia and Texas A&M, that's on the SEC Network, starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Kentucky is at Auburn, that starts at 6 Game two between Ole Miss and Alabama is at six. Game one of the series in Starkville, 6-30. Number two, Arkansas. Number three, Mississippi State. And game two after Vanderbilt won 10-2 last night over Missouri. Seven o'clock first pitch in Columbia, Missouri. Number one, Vandy and the Mizzou Tigers. Good weekend. Tens a lot of people looking forward to that last one. Well, it's not on TV. Was last night. With a two hour rain delay leading into it, no less. Oh, heck yeah. Did you guys watch any of it? Not a second. No. I fell asleep watching it. 
twice. Fell asleep on the couch. Finally got moved to the bed. Fell asleep Rocker, watching it there as well. From what I've read, though, Rocker was not his best last night. Good enough, but not his best. Yeah, he was just okay. Of course, his just okay is pretty good. He's got six wins and six starts this season for the Vanderbilt yeah. Commodores. They had a season-high 16 hits in the game. Hey, Dad, tell me something I don't know about Arkansas-Mississippi State this weekend. Look into my saw, mind and tell me something I do not know. I sort of got you with that earlier this week when you, about the, the last four series have been sweeps. So I don't know if I can do pull it twice another in the uh, same week. Wow, that would be would be difficult. Um, God, I don't know what else there is. So I feel like we've covered it pretty well. We've had you know so many people on to talk about it and talked about it here and on Thunder and Lightning podcast. I talked to Teddy Cahill earlier this week on the podcast. I mean, God, I feel like we, there's no angle, we, no stone we've left unturned at this point. Can you do it, Borky? Something I don't know about this series, no shot. Okay. Just uh, complete random, apropos of nothing, read between the lines. Kessinger Real Estate tweeted today, It's been a great day in Oxford. We are always able to help trains find their station. Hashtag come to the SIP. The the Preds had fun with that. The um, oh my gosh, what do they call them? The Biloxi Bull, I think. Dude. Huh? The Nashville Predators. Uh, they did a, a come to the sip thing uh, regarding Lane Kiffin and their their player from Biloxi, the first Mississippi oh. uh, native to score in an NHL game. I think they call him the Biloxi Bull. I think that's his nickname, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but they got in on the fun as well. By the way, there's a picture of a Lane Kiffin bobblehead there. Clearly indicating that the long saga of is he going to buy a house in Oxford has come to an end. So there I mean like that that's been a topic on people's When's he gonna buy a house? When's he gonna buy a house? Think about a house? We bought a house, does that mean he's staying forever? <laughs> As if the real estate market there is not good enough to where you could sell it in a day. I, I, I'm sure you've been asked a lot more than me. Luckily, I've, I've avoided those kind of bombardments. But that question, for some reason, is one that I get asked all the time. What, why hadn't you bought a house yet? Well, it doesn't matter. Jeremy Pruitt bought a house in Nash, or Knoxville that he can't sell. I mean, th- that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. A lot of guys, I, I'm sure he bought a house in Knoxville the first go-around. You know, when he was home, like the local Hey, Dad, do we know said. for sure if uh, Mike Leach has bought a house in Starkville? He has bought a house. He, he is a homeowner here in Starkville. Did he buy, Did, like, a property where he's got a bunch of land? He's, he's, got, a, he's got a big lake on his, uh, of course. On his property. Yeah. Like Wait, he, the didn't, he didn't buy that place that's, like, as you're coming into Starkville, that you, it's got the big lake you can see from the road? I don't No, no, no. He didn't buy that. Okay. I got you. How long did he wait after being named head coach before he closed on the purchase of his house? I'm kidding. Within days. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, tough story if you're a New Orleans Saints fan. Update from NOLA.com. Amy Just. New Orleans Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore was charged with a fourth-degree felony on Friday afternoon. 
This was in Cleveland, Ohio. Bond set at $5,000 during a court hearing that was held at 315. He can be released from the Cuyahoga County Jail after he posts 10% of that bond. So he'll have to come up with $500 to be released. Uh, Lattimore waived his preliminary hearing, meaning the case will move to a grand jury. Court records do not indicate when the next hearing will be. Lattimore is a Cleveland native with no prior criminal record. He was arrested by Cleveland's gang investigators about 1030 on Thursday night, along with three other men, after the car they were in was pulled over for multiple traffic violations, including a taillights violation. After officers saw a loaded Glock 19 handgun in the car, they searched the vehicle further, according to a statement. On further inspection, they found that Lattimore had another loaded handgun in his possession. The gun allegedly in his possession had been reported stolen from Euclid, Ohio, a suburb northeast of Cleveland. The three other men arrested on suspicion of other or, uh, the three other men were arrested on suspicion of other violations. Two of those men, Kenyon Moon and Maurice Walton, were arrested on suspicion of having weapons under disability, which means they were alleged to have had weapons while having a felony record. The other man was arrested on suspicion of improperly handling a gun in a car and was issued a citation for driving without working taillights. Police received a tip from a man whose name rhymed with Psych Fevens. This is, it's one of those situations where there's always more nuance than this, but at at the root of it, um, what in the world is a multi-million dollar defensive back who is set for a massive payday, by the way. One more season, and he's getting a $100 million contract. I mean, he is due for the highest paid contract in the history of defensive backs. And he is in a car in possession of a loaded, stolen gun. What in the world are you doing in that situation? And I, It's poor judgment. Poor judgment. It's, it, well, and and so incredibly avoidable, preventable. Sometimes, look. If we're being real, players come from all different kinds of backgrounds. All different kinds of backgrounds. And sometimes, as hard as it is to do, you have to avoid situations that perhaps at a different time in your life were your normal hangout. And sometimes it means you have to avoid people that were your friends. Because... Sometimes, maybe a lot of the time, the decisions that they make don't have the same effect on their future that you making those decisions could have on your future. And Marshawn Lattimore clearly got himself into a situation that could have been controllable, that was completely preventable, that was completely avoidable. And I'm not saying it's the other guy's fault that he's with. 
clearly they were all in a bad spot in terms of decision making and illegal activity. But nobody knew the names of those other guys. If you're an NFL fan, you knew Marshawn Lattimore's name. And now he's put his future in serious jeopardy. Never mind the legal ramifications, this is now something that the NFL is going to have to deal with. And even if some of the legal proceedings go well for Marshawn Lattimore, he probably gets a suspension from the NFL. And he's if they don't go well, he's going to have a felony on his record. It's just such a tough story. Jay Powell joins us next. Gardening is one of the most popular hobbies in America, with the average gardener spending five hours a week in the garden. In Mississippi, keeping a healthy, beautiful garden is practically an obsession. But if you have questions about gardening, there's no better person to answer them than the garden mama, Nellie Neal. So whether it's gardening basics or troubles for the more experienced gardeners out there, the garden mama has the answers for you. Saturday morning, starting at 8 on Super Talk Mississippi and Super Talk TV. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. We got to talk Jimmy Buffett. One day at breakfast, he says, uh, I started a new song. So it's about a night and a day in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk and coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. (laughs) Next morning I'm up and I'm hungover and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like this. And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on your local Super Talk Mississippi station, and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Whether you're brand new to the DIY craze or a seasoned veteran, The Handyman Show has something for you. Buddy Slowick shares tips and tricks on everything from odd jobs to complete build-outs, from small home repairs to serious construction. So no matter if you're at the master carpenter level or not quite sure how to use a level, The Handyman Show answers your questions with a healthy dose of humor and some great music, too. Saturdays, 10 to noon on Super Talk Mississippi and on Super Talk TV. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. Talking to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter, has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because uh, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar, in a pizza restaurant, slash, I was in the National Guard, <laughs> and, wow. uh, you know, all this stuff was going on at the same time. Slash, I had a writing contract with Rick Hall in fame. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. 
I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two new strains of COVID-19 have been confirmed in Mississippi. With both originating in California, a total of seven cases of the new variants have been identified by the Mississippi State Department of Health. Officials say the strains have shown to be more contagious and could be more resistant to the approved vaccines as well as some of the antibody treatments for COVID-19 infection. Mississippi also has identified cases of both the UK and South African variants. And new details are emerging about the man accused of killing Hancock County Deputy Michael Butte on February 1st. According to WLOX, it all began over allegations that Joseph Rohrbacher had molested younger family members. Before deputies arrived, he is said to have cut his dog's throat in the presence of children. Rohrbacher claims when deputies pulled up, he was shooting randomly and didn't intend to hit anyone, hoping to commit suicide by police when he couldn't do it himself. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Betts Band. With G Love and Special Sauce. Cooling out with the former lady, got the special sauce. That's what she's my baby. Taz Niederauer, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Weed Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Listen carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's talk some baseball on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Had this conversation yesterday with former Mississippi State great and World Series winner Jay Powell. Here you go. Former World Series champion and the color analyst for Mississippi State baseball on the radio, my buddy Jay Powell. Jay! Man, it feels like a long time since we spent all that time together in uh, Conway, South Carolina. Hey, no question. Man. It was a good time, though. It certainly was a good time. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. We're doing well. Just out here at the baseball field, like I'm, I'm always am. Well, I never, never uh, leave it, whether it's, whether it's State or Jackson Crib. I'm, I'm going to be at one of those two places. 
I understand, especially this time of year. So when you look at this series, this matchup this weekend, I mean, I think we start with Mississippi State's arms against Arkansas's yep. bats. Is that is that where you start? Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're Mississippi State this year, and it's, I guess it's kind of the perfect storm, really. But the, the pitching they've accumulated and the quality of pitching is 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 something I, I've never seen a college team have. I mean, it, it really isn't. Um, and I think that's that's going to be their whole deal this year. But and that being said, I think everybody in the SEC is is going to be really good, especially in the West, when it comes to arms. Um, but yeah, State is they're they're pretty. The depth is, is something, like I said, I have never seen um, in any kind of college situation. You know, Jay, it's funny you, you mentioned that. Keith Kessinger and I were doing uh, an Ole Miss game uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was pointing out that 19 different guys had thrown for Ole Miss, and he said, I can't remember at any point during Mike Bianco's tenure where that's been the case. And yep. we just kind of kept the conversation going. I said, and what's even crazier, Keith, is down the road in Starkville, Chris Lamonis has thrown 23 different guys. Can they continue to do that? We're up to, I think they're up to 25 now. Okay. Um, it is wild, man. Jeez. Um, it really is. And, and you know, it, it's good and bad. It's a good problem to have because, you know, you've got depth. But it's also, you know, I know as a reliever, you've got to have consistent work, too. So if you're sitting there for a week to 10 days between your outings, um, as a reliever, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, and I think that's what Chris is, is trying to kind of, you know, I think he feels really good about his rotation. I think he feels really good about Landon Sims um, and two or three other guys in that pen. But I, I think he's, you know, I think he's trying to figure out, you know, those middle guys. Um, that You know, if we have to bring somebody in six through seven, eight, um, who do we go to? And to be honest, he's got a lot of options um, and, and a lot of quality options. And I think that's the thing right now. He's trying to kind of get a get a hold of is is who do we go? You know, who's who are going to be those guys we go to consistently? You know, you, you mentioned Landon Sims first, and I think with good reason. The numbers that he has put up this year, really going back to that opening weekend in Arlington, have just been mind boggling. And yet, the, the situation in Game One seems to be Brandon Smith is that first guy out of the bullpen, and that's also working exceptionally well. Is it is it something about who the starter is as to which the first guy out of the pen is that makes the most sense? I, man, I'm, I wish I could tell you. Um, you know, Brandon, I, I know this. They trust, you know, as, as a coach, I can tell you this, you trust strike throwers. And when you've got a strike thrower that's got, above average plus plus stuff you really trust those guys and brandon has developed into that guy um and he's also kind of developed into a guy where you really don't need a bridge with him you know if you bring a guy in say the six then usually you may have another guy to bridge it to your closer if if you want to do that brandon's kind of proven that he can give you six seven eight i mean he can give you multiple innings and be really efficient and really effective um, and I think that's why Chris really, you know, likes going to him was just because he's he can trust him. And as a coach, when you know you put somebody out there that you can trust to throw strikes with good stuff, I mean, that's um, it's, it's hard not to run those guys out there. Do you think there's a legitimate closer on this team? Uh, Landon Sims is as good as I think you'll see in the country in that role. Um, it's just a matter of. 
what uh, you know that I think that's what honestly we're, we're all trying to kind of figure out right now is is he going to use him in that role or because of the number of arms with velo and and kind of wipe out stuff is it going to be a little more by committee and let Steph Landon has to come in and go two or turn a third you know let him do it um, I think I think that's what is still honestly kind of a work in progress but as far as stuff um, I mean Landon Sims has got first round stuff I mean it's it's mid nineties great breaking ball and it's short arm action and it explodes I mean it is it's really special stuff. Talk to me about Parker Sinnett. He was a little bit later getting into the mix. You know, wasn't ready to go the first couple of weeks of the season. I'm a little partial because he's from Oxford and had an incredible right. uh, high school career. But when you talk about stuff, I mean, you're talking about a fastball, what, in the mid to upper 90s, yeah. and he throws that hard slider as well. Could, could he be a guy that develops into that role? How much trust do you think is there with Stinnett right now? I think I think he absolutely could be um, when you look at his stuff, and, and he's one of those guys. You know, when we did the Southern Miss game when they strike out, they strike out twenty guys. I saw three pitchers I'd never seen before. So I mean, you know, we've seen, so like I've seen Parker maybe once. Um, I mean, and that's what's crazy about it when they keep running these guys out there. But yeah, I mean, you look at like, at him and uh, Preston Johnson. I mean, you got some guys that's mid nineties, good breaking ball stuff. Um, and, and it's what's crazy. Is, is, I mean, you just look up, and here comes another one. You know, and I'm looking through my notes. I'm like, who is this? And, you know, I don't, <laughs> we haven't seen him, and he's 94, 95, and he's going to ball. Um, so, you know, Coach Polk told me at the beginning of the year we were talking about it, and uh, he said Chris's biggest problem is going to be managing that pitching staff. And we both said that's, that's a good problem to have, but, you know, that's going to be his, his hardest deal is, is keeping guys sharp and, and managing that staff. Visiting with Jay Powell, he's the head baseball coach at Jackson Prep. He was a star at Mississippi State. He's got a World Series ring, and he's the color analyst on the uh, Mississippi State Baseball Radio Network. He and Coach Polk have kind of split that role a little bit, uh, a little bit this season. So, Eric Sarantola, yep. one of those guys that seems to just have all the talent in the world. But yep. going back to what you said a second ago, you got to have guys that can throw strikes to be able to trust them. Yep. They make the move, and they're going to go Jackson Fristo in week three. What does Sarantola's role become? Well, and I'll have to correct you real quick. I'm the assistant coach here, so wow. I, I don't I don't get those phone calls and emails anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, uh, that's right. Let and the record the, show. Exactly. Please. No, I, and I'm working with a great guy and a great staff. So I've enjoyed it. But Sarantola, man, you know, I'm going to tell you this. He's going to be in three years. He'll be in the big leagues, I believe. And here, here's the thing about guys like Sarantola. He's 96, 97, hard-breaking ball. But in a, and you've seen guys, I'm sure, like this up there. In a college environment, you, you can't run him out there every five days and let him throw 100, 110 pitches and develop him because you don't have that luxury. So, you know, because you, you can't afford against LSU to let him work out of things where – if he's pitching for the Mobile Bay Bears in a double-A game, yeah, you can let him, you know, take some lumps. Um, and that part of it is the only thing missing from his development um, is innings. And in a college environment, those guys, they, they, just, they can't get those innings like they need. And it's nobody's fault. It's just he's a Canadian kid. He don't have the, 
experience coming into you know Mississippi State. A lot of these kids you see now that play all year round, they log a hundred innings, and you know he didn't have that. Yeah, Jay. Last thing for you, you got about a minute left. What stands out to you about the offense for Mississippi State? They seem to have had the knack for the big hit in the big moment, even though only hitting about two seventy five as a team. Right. I think I think what you said. I mean, I think they're a little bit of an older group. I think they've got some. They still got some questions, man. Um, I think leadoff hitter, you know, as far as finding the right guy in that spot, um, you know, there's some there's some there's some spots that they need to get get corrected. And uh, you know, so I think that is something that going forward they're going to have to figure out. Um, they're they're going to be just uh, a, you know they're not going to be like the teams with Skelton and Westberg and those guys that hit. You know, Foskey hit 14, 15 home runs. You got four or five of those guys. They're not going to do that. You know, they're going to score six to eight runs a game if they're clicking, and they're going to rely on that pitching. That's just that's just what they're built on. Seems like a recipe for success. It, it does, and and you know, I will trust. You know, I'm a, I'm a pitcher, but um, you know, when, <laughs> look, you, you see some of those guys up there, you know, watching Ole Miss. There's, there's some guys in there up there that can shut some arm or can shut some hitters down. So. Yeah. You're going to have that every Friday and every Saturday night this league. You better be able to bash them off with arms. Because I'm telling you, man, this, somebody said the other day, man, the SEC, some of these guys' averages are down. I said, have you seen the pitching everywhere? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Point. I mean, so you're going to have some guys like Tanner Allen's in 300. Well, I mean, there's so much pitching, and it's just going to get better just because of the, we're getting accomplished now. That was Jay Powell yesterday on us with Sports Talk Mississippi. Fun conversation, though, about pitchers and depth. He obviously is a big, big fan of Landon Sims. Mississippi State's got a bunch of arms, and they're facing a good offense this weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Final segment of the week. We'll wrap things up when we come back with you at Sports Talk Mississippi. A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight, starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show. Weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A sweet girl from Alabama who raised money to help pay for her own surgery makes today's Dean's List. Seven-year-old Liz Scott had to have several surgeries to help treat three rare brain malformations. She knew her family would have a hard time paying for it, so she decided to help raise money by making lemonade. The online fundraiser, Lemonade for Liza, helped pave the way for her upcoming surgeries at Boston Children's Hospital. Liza's mother, Elizabeth Scott, says her daughter has always tried to lift a bit of the burden around the house. Liza has spent part of her days selling lemonade for 25 cents a cup. The stand has raised anywhere from fifteen dollars to $20,000. Those funds are in addition to the more than $300,000 that have poured into the family's online fundraiser. In the meantime, we will keep following Liza's story and keep everyone up to date. Janice Dean, Fox News. Wake up with Gallo. Go to bed with Bongino. It's kind of like the radio version of a Panino. 
Yeah, that's right, a panino, a radio panino with all sorts of good and gooey Mississippi ingredients right in the middle. Deliciously addictive. Paul Gallo, mornings at 6, and Dan Bongino, late nights at 11. The perfect way to start and end your day on Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A woman from Iowa who survived the 1918 pandemic makes the Dean's List for receiving her first COVID-19 vaccine. The 104-year-old Velma McGeldery left her home for the first time in a year to get the shot and her daughter Sue took her to the appointment. Velma says the jab wasn't that bad and her daughter is grateful. She's hoping that once she gets the second round, then Velma can start to see family and not worry too much about social distancing around her loved ones. Velma has been reading a lot about the pandemic according to her daughter and has been wanting to get the vaccine as soon as it became available. Velma has three children, five grandchildren and four great-grandchildren and was two years old when the flu pandemic took over in 1918. Her daughter says she remembers her mom telling her stories from that time growing up. She also praised her as a trooper and truly amazing. We agree. Velma, you're incredible and you made the Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. Talking to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter, has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because, uh, you know, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar, in a pizza restaurant, slash, I was in the National Guard, <laughs> and, wow. uh, you know, all this stuff was going on at the same time. Slash, I had a writing contract with Rick Hall and Fame. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi. at supertalk.fm. Sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm one last time on this Friday afternoon. Kind of a big deal happened in the NFL today. The San Francisco 49ers seemingly made a declaration to anybody that was interested that they're going after a quarterback in this draft, and Jimmy Garoppolo's days are numbered in the Bay Area. And now the Miami Dolphins are loaded in terms of draft picks going forward. Dolphins have upended the NFL draft order for 2021, sending the number three pick to San Francisco for the number 12 pick, which the Dolphins then traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. As a result, the Dolphins finished Friday's moves with the number six pick in this year's draft and multiple future first-round picks. They also have the number 18 pick in this year's draft. 
tell me that this is a signal that the Dolphins are committing to making it work with Tua Tonga-Vailoa? That's certainly what it feels like, yeah. And what's crazy is the haul they got for Tunsil. Uh, they got four firsts. When they sent him to it. Houston. Yeah, and this is uh, still part of that to some degree. It's just nuts, but it tells you multiple things. It tells you that San Francisco, like you said, getting a quarterback. Miami has committed to Tua. And unfortunately, tanking worked. And I don't like that part of it. Yeah. So Miami, with all of this movement, ends up with the number six and the number 156 picks this year from the Eagles. They get a first-rounder and a third-rounder next year from the 49ers, and they get a first-rounder in 2023 with the, from the 49ers. The 49ers get the number three pick in this year's draft from the Dolphins, and the Eagles end up with the 12th pick this year from the Dolphins via the 49ers. The number 123 pick this year from the Dolphins, and a first-rounder next year from the Dolphins. So who's Miami going after? They going to get receivers? That's or a most, receiver and an offensive lineman or what? Most people think wide receiver with that deal. I I like Justin Fields a lot. There there was somebody that suggested San Francisco made this trade to go get Mac Jones. Think about that. Taking Jones at three. Well here here's the thing. Wilson worked out today and apparently dazzled. Uh, yeah, and it was... sound it sounds like it's all but set that Jacksonville is getting Trevor Lawrence and the Jets are getting Zach Wilson. And then you got Justin Fields and Mac Jones as kind of the other two first round guys that are sitting out there close. Yeah, apparently there was a scout in attendance today in Provo that uh, texted an NFL.com reporter and said the go ahead and lock it in. The draft starts at number three. <laughs> like don't don't even bother analyzing it anymore. The draft is starting at three. But um, is there a scenario where Wilson's a better NFL quarterback than Lawrence? I'm sure there is. It's still crazy though. I read an athletic breakdown of Zach Wilson, and they said he's got the tools. I mean, he can make you know make all the throws. But the biggest question about him is it's really one year. And his offensive line was so dominant that he almost never was pressured. And in the NFL, clean pockets are pressure in college. And he didn't see college pressure. So how's he going to respond to something he didn't really see in his one year as a starter? I thought that was at least interesting. Is that, I mean, it's not bad that he was always in a clean pocket because he performed when the pocket was clean. But how's he going to respond when it's not? His, their, their bowl game against UCF, there's a video, Warren Sharp put it out there if you want to watch it, of every pocket that he had. He wasn't pressured once. Yeah. In the entire game. He had clean pockets the, the, all but night. But the arm talent is just so oh, yeah. real. So real. LSU strikes first in Knoxville. They get a solo home run in the top of the second inning to jump out one nothing over Tennessee. Um... Florida and South Carolina get started in a matter of minutes. Same thing in College Station with Georgia and Texas A&M. Same thing on the Plains with Kentucky and Auburn. Game two 
between Ole Miss and Alabama comes your way in just a matter of minutes as well. 6.30 first pitch in Starkville for Arkansas and Mississippi State and a 7 o'clock first pitch in Como for Vandy and Missouri. Vandy took game one last night. If you missed it earlier, if you weren't locked into it, Ole Miss trailed 3-1 to one going into the ninth inning. They scored eight runs in the top of the ninth. They were ahead 9-3, to three, gave up a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth inning, brought Taylor Broadway in. He got the final two outs, picked up a save, and Ole Miss got game one of the nine-inning doubleheader with the Crimson Tide. Borky, enjoy your weekend. You do the same. There's so much to keep up with. It's like sports formation overload. Good to be alive right about now. Yes, sir. It's almost like there's a song about that or something. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your weekend as well. We will talk to you on Monday at 3 o'clock. Good night. Mississippi Media Production.